Tony Dunn, and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. What is up, Panther fans? Did they win? Did they lose? Did they win and lose? Did they lose and win? Were we watching Joey play basketball? It was the most bizarre (laughs) Panthers game. Not the most, but one of the oddest games I can remember in Panther history, or at least in the history of this podcast. This is the final post-game show of the Carolina Panthers 2022-2023 season. And it has been a wild, wild ride, but a great one because I'm here every week with my wheelman, Cody Lashney. Hey, how about we swept the Saints, baby? Read that, read that, read that. You say they're going to beat them Saints. That's right. The first time we have swept the New Orleans Saints since 2015. Eddie Pinero getting some redemption. Dude, look, man, this is it. It's a bittersweet post game show because, on one hand, God, this tough season is finally over. We can close the books, we can look ahead of us, but it's also the final post game show, man. No more Panthers, man. Dude, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm all in my emotions. Okay, I'm emotional today, people. You have to work with me while I sort through my emotions. But you know what? I'm going to do it with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. You already know them and love them. Our guys, Drew, Alex Mex Pro, Brad Holt, Dan Floyd, Double JR, Jerome talking shit, Ken Folk NC, Lawrence Trevette, Michael, Off Grid, Panther Growl, Riz B, Rockhead 81, SC Based, the Cardiac Cat 13, the Mogul, and Stats once again coming through with 20 gifted super fans. What a great that contribution. That is the man. Man, man Stats, we love you. Big ups. We appreciate each and all of you for being here for our final post game therapy session of the season. Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. I cannot honestly think of a more metaphorically symbolic, if that's redundant, I'm sure it is, gift that you could give a show completely based on fan community is a gift of a loyalty badge to the C3 Panthers podcast. C3 super fan, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just Mm -hmm. means everything to me. It just is very emblematic of what I want this show to be, which is fans riding two and throw the game together and talking about it every day and every week of the year in between about what this team does for us and to us. Should we send a broom to (laughs) Sean Payton, CK, and say, sweep your ass on over here and coach this team? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we should. We should absolutely ride it on over like you're a witch ass. No, we you know, I thought you were a witch. The only one I care about doing that to is Cam Jordan. Um, right. You know, get that over to Cam Jordan. 
and uh, hopefully his uh, his time as a dominant pass rusher in this league is coming to an end. But I'll tell you this, um, this was the most, we're going to have a lot of conversations. Uh, one is going to be probably very much surrounded by Sam Darnold, and another one about Steve Wilkes and whether this game helped, hurt, or didn't do anything for him moving forward. Um, but God, this was a painful game to watch. Mm. Like it was not, I know we got the win and I'm happy we got the win, but we got the win with a lot of help. A couple of missed kids, kicks from Will Lutz, our defense coming and showing up in big moments. Well, a 60 yarder. 55. And was he missed 55? one. He, yeah. And he missed one earlier. That was a lot closer at the, in the second, in the first half as well. Um, right. That was an ugly one. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I listen, I, and, and then we got a touchdown because of Michael Jordan recovering a fumble and it, it was, was just terrible. Think about oh, that. So is one bad. of the best plays the... of the game was by one of the worst players. I right. know, dude. That, isn't that so symbolic? I of told you it's season? a bizarre <laughs> fucking game, bro. This was the bizarrest wow. of games. It was. Yeah. It was so weird. And uh, I'm ready to talk about it. I'm ready to break down what we saw today. And I'm ready to give out some season balls. Oh, oh that that would be great. And if uh Manscaped would have just sponsored us for another month, we would have had a great at read there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go and message them and say you want the balls. Come on, we ain't writing reading that for free no more. We ain't reading yeah. that. I ain't writing nobody's balls for free. How right. about that? Um Even if, it's you this, if you want to read body language, there's a comp it was this was a complicated game too for the Carolina Panthers. I tell you this, uh Greg, as uh, I went to the sports bar to watch this game today. Generally, I try to watch meaningful Panther games at home by myself as I prepare for the show. It's too distracting of being around my friends, being around like, you know, so many TVs. It's like ADHD right. of football experience. Much like when you go to the game, sometimes it's harder to retain the details. You retain the emotion. As uh, this game first, there were two la two stats I want to give you, Greg, and then I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Is One, it was 3.30 in the afternoon, and there was a minute and 36 seconds left in this game. How did this game go <laughs> by? It felt like the longest game in the history of the world, but also the fastest game. There was one other time we did this in the season, but the Panthers ran the ball 45 times that game, so you right. would think the clock's running. How did this game go by so fast with nobody doing anything? And then the second thing was I'm walking out. I'm about when Sam Darnold throws that pick. I'm like, man, I don't know. I, I just felt like this was a loss, and we were tied. <laughs> I, was like, I, was right. score. I was like man oh the game's over like i'm like do you guys want to start the post game early and it was tied and then i thought after i sent you guys that message there could actually be an overtime to this bizarre ass game that's what we needed greg mm -hmm. yeah this was a crazy ass game man like i know i was looking at the first quarter and i couldn't believe <clears throat> how long the first quarter felt and then everything after that just flew by so quickly like mm -hmm. you said i looked up and it was not even four, close to four o'clock, and the game was already almost over. But think about this. We had a game where we held a team scoreless on every drive except for their first drive, where we won the game with a missed field goal by them, then a long pass and a game-winning field goal, and at no point in time was I excited today. Like, that's well, crazy. No, that at no point in time is. was I excited about it. 
Like it's, it's and so I weird. tell you, as uh, somebody else that wasn't excited about it was Steve Wilkes as we looked but, at him. But look, Good I'm gonna say this though: I, look, maybe the game from a technical level wasn't the best football. Yeah, that's easy. But I also if went you into say this, winning this I also, game. Please. I also no no look, I also went to this game knowing that come September of next year. We're going to be craving Panther football, damn it. Oh, cool. So okay. I Thank went God in, he didn't I go where I thought he was. Dude, I went into this game with two things. Well, I, I went into it with the mindset thinking, win, lose, or draw, this is good for us. If we win, we get to beat the Saints and fuck the Saints on okay. every day that right. ends I with mean, a I guess it's, it's a reasonable and point. number two, even if we lost, it would have meant a, dra- uh, a better draft pick. So, look, I'm happy. I was, you know, I was... I enjoyed watching the game. There was a lot of ups and downs. But, hey, man, you got to save your Panther football while we have it. And, uh, you know, especially with so many unknowns going forward for the Carolina Panthers at the head coach position, at the quarterback position. Man, so much is getting ready to happen. Uh, You just got to savor the flavor while you have the opportunity, Tony. You're listening to the C3 Panthers post game show. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Call in, leave us a message. We'll play it. And we want to hear your thoughts. Was this a win? Was it a loss? Was it a win and a loss? Was it a loss and a win? I mean, really, when you start to think about that, your mind may explode in some crazy ways. Um, I guess... I don't know where even to start. Well, where, about where to start? Oh, actually, yeah. actually, here, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. You'll like well, this. Okay. 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 No, I, I, I want to start where you want to start. I just want to give a real quick shout out to Panther Cow 73 Oh, wow. It's a $5 love bomb. You know we love you. She says, you. Uh, for entering <laughs> with a better record, or for ending with a better record for the last few years, Panther Cow 1,000%. And she said it's a win. Yeah. Okay. And CK, your services are needed. Oh. Because we got a brand new member, baby. Well, well, well. Complex and treble in, 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 integral. Integral. There you go. Became a YouTube member. He said, I want to join the C3 Super Fan Club. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to support these guys who show up week in, week out, win or lose, off season or not. They're going to be here talking about the Carolina Panthers. And I want to say I appreciate your support, Complex. Welcome to the C3 Super Fan Club. Hey, keep pounding. Floor is yours, Tony. Um, as I posed the question, was this a win, a loss, a win, and a loss, and a loss, and a win? Again, try to break that down. I, Like I said, was leaving the sports bar to come back here. Generally, I, I can leave by 3.45, be here. We'll be ready, starting the show, no rush. This game went by a little quicker. I need to leave a little earlier. So I'm walking out and my wife and my daughter were playing one game of pool before they left. And my wife goes, why are you leaving? And there's three, two seconds left on the clock. The game's tied. And I'm going to ask you this. Cause I said, I, I told her this is cause I don't really care. I'll first, I'll hear the field goal in the car when I turn on the radio, like I'll know the outcome. The other thing is, is like I'm undecided ultimately in how I feel like I wanted the outcome in this game. And I was like, uh, because this kind of, I didn't use the words bittersweet. That would have been too poetic for me. 
I was just like, this kind of sucks because like either way, you know, like I, I was like, I'm out of here. And right. she goes, she goes this, but it's about the mentality. Yeah. She pulled out this. She don't even pay attention to us, man. She, she don't pay attention her. to us. She don't pay attention to, she likes Georgia football. She likes the Carolina Hurricanes. Like she die hard about them things. She don't care about it. I mean, she don't dislike. She roots for the Carolina Panthers. She don't root for another team. And she pulled the culture bomb on me. Yeah. How do you guys, this is how we start the show. How was this a win, a loss, a win, loss, or a loss, win? (laughs) Easy for you to say. Um, No, it's hard to say. It's hard to even think about. I'll say this, man. The, the, The Panthers have so many needs right now. And we've kind of broke this down a little bit. You know, we, I feel like every year we say that we're just a few pieces away from being a legitimate contender. And then the whole season plays out. And we're like, nah, you know what? We could actually use another receiver. We could use another corner. We could definitely use another defensive tackle. We can definitely use another edge. I mean, there, there, are, there are positions on this team that can be upgraded. And, you know, now that uh, after the McCaffrey trade, which seems like a million years ago now, you know, we have the picks to be able to build. Yeah, to be able to build up the rest of our football team. So at the end of the day, fuck the Saints, man. Dude, the Saints and the Falcons are one of our, you know, that's our biggest rivals right there. And, of course, we all remember them coming into our locker room, sweeping it up, you know, acting like assholes to us. So, look, we're allowed to just enjoy division football for the last time of the year. I believe we're going to be picking number nine in the draft. I don't know if it's going to end up staying that way or not. Uh, But we've got a lot of time to talk about the draft. You know, I know it wasn't the most fun game to watch, but there were times when I was really proud of this Panthers team who was without Brian Burns. You know, without J.C. Horn, without Dante Jackson, you know, we were missing a lot of a lot of big time players. And fast thing, Josh Norman, God love him, he needs to head back to the coffee shop, bro. Josh, <laughs> why? Norman, why? Josh Norman, he got burned dude, was, a few times. Was it in the dude, first got, quarter? Was it in the first got, four minutes of game? Because oh, yeah, I the missed first the first touchdown. The first, the the first, first drive was terrible. Yeah. He almost yeah, caught that deep touchdown. pass, though. He almost caught that deep interception. That, but it was a good thing that he didn't, by the almost. way. Right. It was a good thing that he didn't because they missed that field goal and we had much better field right. position. Let me rephrase hey, the question for you, CK. Who was this a win for today? Not was this a win or a loss. Who was this a win? You don't got to pick one person. Go down a list of it. Steve and Wilkes. And we can... Uh, ooh. Okay. It was wow. a win for Steve Wilkes. I mean, and not that it was like... And I was saying at the beginning of before we even started the show, and, and uh, this game didn't help Steve Wilkes. It didn't hurt Steve Wilkes. We're back... We're almost in the exact same position I felt like we were yet last week when we lost to the Bucks. Right? That game didn't hurt him. It didn't help him. It just let him continue to be a part of the conversation. This game is going to do the same thing. It wasn't a dominant win. Um, it sure did not. There was a lot of things that had to go our way, which doesn't normally happen for Panthers, but it did happen to go our way this this go around. And uh, and and Steve Wilkes came out on top. There was some things moving in our you know that that definitely helped him. Um, but it was a win for him because his record has beaten. In just a half of a season, anything Matt Rule did 
by getting six wins and a shorter season. And they're improbable wins that he got in some of these in some cases. And when you look at the the people that he lost to outside of the Rams, they're they're pretty much all Super Bowl. I mean, are at least playoff contenders, right? Outside of the Falcons, which I don't even consider that a loss um, because of the the manner in which that took place. But you know, you had the Bengals, you had the Steelers, who now are. I think they're going right. Didn't they win today in the pay, patch? Uh, the Patriots I didn't. I believe so. I think so. so. Oh, I need so to check all my stupid prize. The Steelers are going uh, to the playoffs now because of that. Um, the Bengals are going to the playoffs. The Ravens are going to the playoffs. These are the the teams that he's lost to. The uh, the Bucks are obviously going to the playoffs, uh, for lack of a better way of putting that. Um, and uh, who else did he lose to? Um, who? Wilkes, he lost yeah. to the Steelers, Steelers the Ravens, the Bengals, the, the Rams. Rams. And the Rams is a, was an early one. So that's, yeah, that's the, Rams. the first one. They didn't even pass yeah. the ball, but that was with PJ and they wouldn't even let him pass. Right. So I don't, I, like I said, he didn't, in, in many of those games, many of them, I, I will say a lot of those were blown out, like the 49ers, I mean, not the, the Rams game, the Bengals game, and the, the Ravens game didn't feel like it was very close, but I think the scoreboard looked like it was closer than it was. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this was needed. He needed six wins and, and that's going to be something that he's going to be able to take into the offseason is something to move him in the right direction. Hey, let's the just team. jump into this. We're, we're, we're getting to this eventually. L- let's just do it. Did Steve Wilkes do enough in this season and even today to warrant himself legit to be considered the head coach of the Carolina Panthers? Does yes. he have a shot? Does he actually have a shot? Or is this just something that diehard Panther fans and probably a bunch of Panther players want? Can we say yes to all those? Yes. If you want to. I mean, it's up I to think you. it has to. I think you have to consider. He has to be a real uh, a real candidate. Um, do, I don't know that it means that he's a surefire guy, right? But I think that he has to be a part of the conversation, and he has to be a final uh, a final candidate when it comes down to narrowing down the uh, the list of people that you want to hire. Um, the I think only the answer thing- is yes to all of them. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't, like he did I, enough. Think about this. He did enough to be a legitimate candidate for the position. He did enough for me to start the season. If you told me today, if you told me three weeks ago that Steve Wilkes will be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers tomorrow, I mean, like next year, I would not be upset. You know what I'm saying? Like I would say, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, like uh, everything he has done. Like, he's a captain of the ship, bro. Like, I will sail on that ship. Now, is that ship going to go down in the history books of the world? I don't know. But at the same time, so, yeah, I think he did enough. He should be considered enough. But I don't think it's guaranteed or surefire or anywhere close. And I could see a real possibility. I still think it's going to be Harbaugh. I got Mm -hmm. reasons to tell you why. Well, but uh, you know, there was a report today by Jonathan Jones that apparently uh, they've moved on in a, in a different direction. I don't believe none of that shit. Yeah, I'm I, with I you, bro. Like the That's past, just all. In the, dude, in the past week, we have heard like five different things from different sources saying different shit. Like, there's no way that any of us can get a grasp on what this organization is actually willing to do. 
Then, Tony, you did an interview uh, with the guy whose name slips my mind right now. Mark Ryan. Mark Ryan, who said that we wanted D'Amico Ryans. Well, all of the reports that we had heard up until this point was that they wanted an offensive coach to be the coach of the Carol Panthers. That's certainly not D'Amico Ryans. You know, then uh, we hear today news broke that Jim Caldwell is uh, going to get an interview uh, along with uh, Frank Reich, former coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And Bro, and we, this we, is all Greg's conspiracy hat. Bring yeah. it out. I can see through all of this. I can see yeah, through all it of feels, it. It's fake. It feels fake. Uh, me and CK were talking about it before the show started, and like he was asking me how I felt about Steve Wilkes. And you know, I've been on the Steve Wilkes train since the beginning. I like this guy, and I'm I'm with you, uh, Tony. Like, if he told me he's gonna be the coach next year, I'm I'm cool with that. I'm okay. Let's go. Let's move forward with Steve Wilkes. But I don't think it's gonna happen. I I just don't think with all the talks and everything, I think that if they were serious about Steve Wilkes being the head coach next year. It would be that they would say something about it. There wouldn't be all this. They talk can't the coaches see in. all of this talk no, is just cover your ass. CYA, as you, they call you can it. Go in out the, there as, a, as the owner and say you like Steve Wilkes as your head coach, that you enjoy, you, you like what you're seeing, stuff like that. You don't have to say that he's the guy for next year or this and that, but you, you, you but can why would you? you like him. You, that's what I'm saying. Why would you if you're not planning on bringing him back? You shouldn't that's do it even if you worry. You shouldn't tell your wife you're going to propose in six weeks. Or your fiance, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. like, or whatever, whoever she is, she ain't your wife now. You shouldn't say, hey, I'm going to propose to you in six weeks. Just keep I'm, your keep your cards yeah, close okay. to the vest. All of this news leaking, folks. This news, and we got to talk about this game, I guess. Maybe we don't. All of this news, all of this news leaking is all smoke and all directed like greg says put the tim full hat on the nfl let me tell you exactly what happened today did you see did you see steve wilk's body language today yeah he looked kind of dejected like and you know what i i'm not going to blame him for anything i've told you guys i can read him not i can read him but i've been trying to read his emotions on the sidelines and how meaningful this opportunity not he understood, not meaningful, like, thank you, you gave me the opportunity. How grateful. I'm not trying to say that. He understood the gravity of this opportunity, like the seriousness. And I told you guys over and over that the entire interview for Steve uh, Steve Wilkes was, in, was only in the season, right? And now the Harbaugh news comes out, right? This news coming along. And then you hear the NCAA and violations potentially you hear about contacting him we look at his face on the sidelines and to me i would feel the same way it's like i don't even want to fucking be here you don't want like why do you even want me here right now this is why this story for jonathan jones came out now i can't verify this but it's why i believe it i think the nfl called david tepper and said bro steve wilkes is involved in this lawsuit with Flores about discrimination in the NFL. This guy has done a very good job as an interim coach. And before he's even coached his final game, reports of phone calls to Harbaugh are already leaking and all of that. What I think they said is this, y'all need to cool the rumors down 
because we're going to have to have these interviews and we got to make this look legit. Why do you think Jim Caldwell's name was on that list today? Tell me that was that. And I'm and look, actually, I would like Jim Caldwell. Like he's a fucking good. He's very good. It's just boring. It's just boring. He's been very. He took the fucking Lions to the fucking playoffs, dude. Yeah, well, but fucking Steve Wilkes damn near took the Panthers. No, to the no, they were like ten and three, ten and six, bro. Like Caldwell had a good. Caldwell is just quiet. He's just. What I'm telling you is this: is the Harbaugh situation. I believe in my heart of hearts is still very real for Carolina. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And and partly just because of what you just said, Tony. How can you put 100 percent of your faith and trust? Behind any of this shit that you're reading right now, right. do and it's like it's what you said too. You have to know that every NFL team they have connections to people in media, and if they want a story to be known broadly, they'll call them up and leak information to them. You know that's you know getting them looking in a different direction while you do what you actually want to do. That's that's common practices. Um, yeah, I don't I think mean, this was by the Panthers, though, man. I think this was orchestrated by the NFL. The lawsuit is against the NFL, not right. the Carolina Panthers. Right. I think they called David Tepper and said, yo, let's cool these rumors out. We need to throw some cold well, water on this shit. Did, did you also hear the rumor that Jim Harbaugh was the one to initiate the conversations? Uh, again, just if you're, if you're believing rumors, Harbaugh called up the Panthers to get interest from David Tepper, but then apparently, like David Tepper wasn't willing to give Harbaugh everything that he was at. Dude, it's all bullshit. They can't say that. Yeah, Look, the, I know. If that is, I know. If the conversation was ended because of that, it would be an illegitimate hire. Right. That you know, like the conversation could not go into those sort of details. And if that came out that it was, then the Panthers should be docked a first round pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like literally, because that is breaking the rules. That's entirely breaking the rules. If you are having a guarantee, a, a shake a hand, a handshake agreement mm-hmm. without doing the process, then the process is fraudulent. We already think the whole thing is fraudulent, and the whole fucking lawsuit is that it's fraudulent. The NFL yeah. called David Tepper and said, y'all, you guys got to shut this stuff down a little. Yeah, My hat's not looking so bad now, is it? No. no I'm putting it on, Greg, bro. Greg, before next season, we are getting you a conspiracy hat. It has to happen. <laughs> no, it it has to happen. Actually, you know what? We got to make an emoji. That's the first thing yes, we got to do. Yes, we need an emoji. And Let's make Greg an emoji. Needs, yeah, and Greg needs a hat. Hey, But you know what we got to do? We got a shout out, God of Blackness, for the $10. He says, sensational hires. I want better for this organization. God of Blackness, I agree with you, man. Like, if we're just talking about those two names, Frank Reich is a different situation because it's like Frank Reich never had the quarterback to get the job done in Indianapolis, you know? And, and I mean, I, I guess you can say maybe don't let Cody too, get her. Don't get but, stop with this Caldwell slander, bro. Dude, how about this? Wilkes better than Caldwell. Fight me. Fight. Me. He's better I will for the fight Panthers you, than Caldwell. No, you like oh, you like Wilkes, but Caldwell has been a far more successful. Yeah, but he was like, given an opportunity though. What, like, that's what the is, thing. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, was, all right. Well, I'll be fair with that. I'm not ready to like bet the rest of my life on it, but you can't say that. That is a un- insurmountable argument. Then, if you always have an out that he didn't have the opportunities, Caldwell has been g- very good. Yeah, look, I'm not saying that he's, he's one game. Put that way, I'm one not, game. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's a bad coach and that he hasn't won. What I'm saying is, is that if you're going to hire Caldwell, what is Caldwell going to do for the Panthers that Steve Wilkes couldn't or wouldn't do? I feel the same about D'Amico Ryan's, honestly. Yeah, it's like you're you're splitting hairs at that point. Yeah. So, um, look, going back to my original question, did Steve Wilkes do enough? As much as this is a hard answer, I don't think he did. And I think that we were right about it after the Tampa Bay game. If, if Steve Wilkes was going to be legit in consideration for the head coaching job, we had to do what the Jaguars did. We had to sneak into the playoffs. And, yeah, I, listen, I understand, and it's a very fair argument to say, that this roster was so bad at one point, right, going through different quarterbacks, had injuries in the defensive backfield. You know, you trade away. How did we ever Gaffrey. think we were going to be good? Right. And that's part of the argument in favor of Steve Wilkes is that he was able to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yep. And, he, and he did it in a short amount of time and got two more victories as a head coach than Matt, uh, than Matt Rule did. I agree. In like, I agree. In like two, two and a quarter years. So he did he enough. Cannot, He's just not going right. to get it. Right. That's what I'm saying. He did enough, but. Uh, he did enough in the minds of a lot of Panther fans, even a lot of people in the media who cover the Panthers believe that Steve Wilkes should have a chance. Um, and look at what Underground says. Wilkes made us believe again. He did, damn wow. it. And no, and no yes. one can take that away from Steve Wilkes. And my time doing this podcast here on the C3 Panthers podcast, I have never been a part of a month of December where the Panthers were actually competing for something. Right. That's insane. Okay? Really? I know. And you've been on this podcast for a long time. Forever. Dude, I'm growing gray hairs in my beard over here and shit, dude. <laughs> and, 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 and yet somehow we still managed to be a contending team. Now, even though the NFC South was bad, you have to give Wilkes that credit. And I completely understand why a lot of people do want him to be the head coach. And I would be thrilled if Steve Wilkes got another chance. And I would be believing in him just much next season as I was this season. I just don't feel like David Tepper is going to go for an interim head coach again. I forgot who put it in the chat, but someone put it in there that like uh, interim head coaches are like uh, 111 to 219 all time or something. It's 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 not good numbers. So I just don't see David Tepper, uh, you know, just sitting back and saying, "Hey, we're gonna give Steve Wilkes another chance." Uh, I think he's gonna swing big on a Harbaugh. Um, you know, one one of these coaches that are out there, Frank Reich, I could even see being a legit possibility. I don't know, man. We got a long time to be talking about coach and quarterback. Please, no Frank Reich. Please, no Frank Reich. I don't mind Frank Wright as this is, again, I would see that as a lateral move from Steve Wilkes. While it's an offensive coach who has had some success in the league, 
I think that what Wilkes did this year is arguably his success in that 12 game stretch. If you extrapolated it out would be comparable to guys like this. You know what I'm saying is so like, while like I would not, I like, I actually think Frank, Wright. I think Frank Wright would be an offensive, a great, what if we brought Steve Wilkes in and then he brought Frank Wright in as his OC. I'd be fine. with Now that. we'd be talking. That's okay. actually the combo I'd be kind of interested in. But again, I think a move from Wilkes to, um, to Reich, uh, to even, I mean, and I would say Caldwell would still kind of be lateral, right? Like I could argue that Caldwell has a better, re- better resume. I think there's only one single name out there that has the hotness to, t- or maybe two, Peyton, Sean Peyton, and Jim Harbaugh. Those are the ones that have the, the sexiness to them that can overcome the lateral move. So I, if we're going to go laterally, I just stay with Steve Wilkes. Yeah. And, and, and if you want to woo me with the girl that is the supermodel kind of, but could be terrible in bed. I don't know. I mean, like that's the only, those are the only two names. I mean, other are just lateral. Uh, the numbers two, five, two, 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 eight, 50, 98 CK. You got anything to say? Not anything. You've got plenty to say. What do you have to say about this? I mean, I think uh, Steve Wilkes deserves to have uh, the, uh, an opportunity. I think when you look at what our offense was able to do over the past six weeks with Sam Darnold at the helm, um, we were at the top of the list in many of those categories as far as offensive uh, uh, efficiency and whatnot. It's hard to um, it's hard to not even bring up Ben McAdoo uh, into the equation uh, and. The only reason I am even saying that, I'm not saying that he's been a game changer, but I tell you what, this offense has looked better than it had uh, over the past six or seven weeks than it has in the past two or three years, um, in my opinion. And so uh, I'm happy that that's the case, and I'm happy that our our offense is up to date. But I also want to know, do we want to bring another offensive coordinator and have a brand new regime and have all these guys having to learn new shit? I just need some consistency, and I think, uh, I think that we could get it uh, with uh, with Steve Wilkes as the head coach. So I do like that. Jim Harbaugh is just one of those things. It's just really hard to pass that name up. I, I agree. Um, as we continue to move through the show and just uh, look, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about the coaching situation and all of that. I did think that Ben McAdoo had one of the best quotes I've heard all year this year and this past week. And he said he was he learned that he was built for a storm, not a calm sea. Or something. I'm paraphrasing at this point, but he said it, it was like I was like, "Gosh, that's actually like you are." Dude, <laughs> that, that's a that's a takeoff of one of my favorite sayings of all time: "Calm waters never made for skilled sailors." Wow! Wow! Yeah! Wow! Um. So, oof. What is man? What this game right here with the Cowboys and the Redskins? Bizarre. That's what I was just crazy about when I was like, Nick oh, Lauren so just dropped a ba- pass that would have made uh, Sam Howell look continue to look very good, and I was about to get upset. And now, what? How did that even happen, folks? Look, he I guess somewhere the there's meaningful football. It turns out that Ron Rivera doesn't know it exists. Did you hear what? about that last week? He Ron didn't even Rivera? know that if he lost, that it was like like eliminating him mm-hmm. from the playoffs. Yeah, 
Man, I still think he should have been our. He should still be our head coach. We should never. Well, you don't. Know, that's not a good time to say that, Greg. After he didn't even know what was going on. I'm not worried about it. He, the, the he's on the hot man, seat out there. Guy, he's a winner. Oh god, he's, he's a hot winner. Seat. I don't know he's why, losing. man. He's a winner, oh. dude. All right, like, we're not going he down had, this round. He barely won that division, uh, or I guess he got into a wild card. Spot. They're seven to eight and one right now. He had three winning <laughs> seasons in seven years, or something like that. It is you know it was time no no and listen, I said this before two things can be true it was time to fire Ron Rivera but Matt Rule was not the guy to replace okay. him with you know okay. like that's that's you know just just because things went bad after Ron doesn't mean that Ron was the guy that we should have stuck with but hey man it's like and yeah I agree with CK he's probably on the hot seat you know so yeah yeah I don't know that's that's a tough one, but uh, I wonder if we're going to talk about this game at all. Like we barely talked about the Panthers and the Saints. Um, do you guys have any take? Oh, how about this? Let me give a takeaway that I had from today's game. Chuba, 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 dude. Chuba Hubbard this season continues to blossom as a running back right before our very eyes, dude. And I'm tired of the slander. Put some respect on Chuba Hubbard's name, man. This guy does not go down at first contact. Bro. This dude is good you. vision. It's getting even better. Dude, Chuba Hubbard has been balling the fuck out. And you're a hater with that damn soundboard, Tony Dunn. You're a <laughs> hater. Put some respect. On Chuba Hubbard's name, damn it. That's the stupidest thing I oh, ever heard. God, dude. <laughs> um, Chuba had a What in the me. world did you see today that made you be able to Dude, come he out was making everyone mad. bounce off of him. He, he, he was did have a few hard. good ones today. He had a, he he, had he a good day. He was pushing today. people off. He ran forward. Down first he ran forward. Time. Yay. He ran forward. Oh, my God. You're such a hater. The Panthers bro. scored 10 points today, dude. It this doesn't dude won't matter. Rip it off. That's the this off. No fucking yeah. ripping off. No, he's a straight line runner, by the way. That's man. it. He is a straight line runner. That's it. Is he's not, a bar- he's is, is not good at anything. Not? He's not great not at a line runner? No, no. I think okay, he actually has a second move runners. to him. Bro, y'all no. weird with this Chuba hate, yo. Nah, Chuba, Chuba is a bomb, I don't, bro. I don't hate Chuba. Chuba's just not my guy. Hubbard's a better runner than 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 Chuba than than. The Foreman's not, a better runner. Foreman's a better runner than the Chuba is, man. Like it, it's it's. Chuba is the most average NFL player I've Chuba, ever seen. Chuba, I'm life. getting better and better. And how about Maybe. this? If Deontay Foreman went down. Like, uh, just from the running back perspective, there's no reason why any of our stats should should go off a cliff. Now, when your two guards go down, sure. The same thing that you've been asking Deontay Foreman to do is the same thing Chuba Chuba would do. And, dude, he has been balling the fuck out this year. Against Detroit, he had over 100 yards. His uh, after-contact balance in this game I thought was really good. Dude, like you, oh, you're crazy. putting too much on it. I'm not calling him this mug over here. Guess what? Guess player. who he ain't talking about I'm today, guys? Some respect on his name, damn yeah, it. You know who he ain't it's... talking about? He ain't over here going, oh, Shy Smith was awesome today, was he? Oh, God. Chuba yeah, Hubbard. Yeah, See, this is the thing. It's like his look Chuba is that he did not do anything that is in that is he didn't do anything good or right. bad today. He, he, he was well made. 
Whelming. You ran forward. You're a hater. Uh, I want Cameron Artist Payne back. What were his stats for today? I don't know. You tell me. And by the way, before you tell me those stats, before you tell me those stats, this guy had 62 yards. Michael Jordan. With Michael Jordan. Oh, God. It's and always K a fucking with and a caveat in the bullshit. In front of him, okay? So I, yeah, let's sign him there. to a two-year, $15 million deal. Let's hear these stats, Greg. 21 attempts, 69 yards. 3.3. Oh, average, I said zero, 62. Zero touchdowns. Zero, close, yeah, zero touchdowns. That's that's an okay game. He had a it's, few you're runs. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. Were nice no one is saying he, he that he took over the game. I'm saying everyone wanted you? to cut his ass uh, earlier this year and last year. And I'm saying, no, you don't give up on young players. And he is going to be a consistent contributor. Can I tell you something funny? We need Jordan Scarlett back. We cut them. We cut all better players than Chuba Hubbard after. And by the way, this is coming from a guy that loved Cameron Artist Payne. Who was fucking way better than Chuba Hubbard. You are out of your mind, bro. Out of your mind. Cody, Chuba had 21 for 69. Deontay, For Deontay Foreman had 12 for 68. Today? Yeah, good. <laughs> Half oh, as many rushes the same Yeah, they're dude. not even comparable, like, man. Not, not even comparable, dude. Like, like, like Deont Telling you, Chuba is a bum, the number Chuba. one running back, dude. You Chuba is whiskey. Hater, whiskey Chuba. That's what Chuba is, is whiskey Chuba. I don't even know what that Can't means. get it up. Oh well, oh, drink too much whiskey. God, it's not anything bad. Like, okay, he didn't fumble the ball today. Yay. Okay. He caught the ball. Like you're sitting here. I'm not gonna okay. That was his best game of his career, then. No, it wasn't the best. Think about that. Short 21 for no, the last one where they did that hundred uh, where they both hit a hundred. Okay. Best game though. His best game was against the Lions, 12 right. for 125. Yep. This one was 21 for 69. His next best game is 14 for 74 against Seahawks. That's yeah. his second best or third best game of his career. Still, he dude, he still has three he games over 60 yards. Whatever. Don't mind to cut his ass. I'm I will. I'll cut him receiver. today. He's I will cut him today. Knife. Oh, Give me the knife. No, you can I find know. anybody. I, I mean, like, did, as somebody here is. Guy. All right. As we're concluding, and I'm sorry, listeners, that you have to listen to the final post game of this season, kind of search for something other than the game to talk about. We should be talking about the game. But I'm trying listen to, to this. This hey, is, and we'll talk about this at Tuesday, Tuesday on the kind of wrap up of the season show. But we have gone from a Cody Lashney who has always wanted to be a guy who was most importantly about getting a draft pick to a guy well, who has told me, nope, listen, let me finish, who has told me that the running back position is the most expendable position in the league. Yeah. And now we're at the end of the season. And all season long, Cody Lashney has gone to the guy that win for the culture. Let's win. Let's try to get the playoffs. And now Chuba Hubbard is the fucking importantest thing to talk about no, at the end no, of the season. Who gives dude, a fuck oh about him, man? Who cares? Dude, one, the only reason why I ever wanted to tank in the past is when the it's Panthers not about were that. out of it. And number You're an two, opportunist, Chuba, dude. Chuba Hubbard, my point, Tony. He was a he was a guy that was drafted as an afterthought in the fourth round, and everybody wanted to cut 
Yeah. And meanwhile, this guy, if you give him a good runway, this guy can make some good damn plays, man. You know, there's I one just, other uh, argument we can get rid of too, though. What? And this isn't between us. You guys, you saw Brady Christensen go down today, which it was sad. This is actually the saddest part of today's game. Yeah, I hope he's not Brady bad. Christensen and Austin Corbett both left with injury. And uh, the thing we had to watch is Michael Jordan come out there and play left guard. I think that <laughs> has been a- answered. I think Aston answered. <laughs> Objection, your honor. Aston answered. Michael Jordan is terrible. Yeah, it's so terrible. bad, dude. dude you Brady Christensen clearly is an underrated player on this team. You, you're not, you know what I put on Twitter? I put Michael Jordan, the football player, is worse at football than Michael Jordan, the basketball player, was at baseball. <laughs> and that's an insult to Michael Jordan, the baseball player, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I know, dude. I mean, Michael so Jordan, the baseball player, Michael Jordan can do anything better than Michael Jordan. And if you yeah. know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about 23 is way better than that guy today who just fell around the field. And look at this. This is how I'm going to circle. And this joke is going to circle all the way around here. <laughs> Michael Jordan today came out there and was just a turnstile. Man, it was just a free rush up the middle at Sam Darnold, who was just running for his life. Michael Jordan also, his first play of the game, was that third and one. And everybody who tells us he's a more bully pass blocker, he's too tall to get underneath the pads in those big, fat sets right there. But not everyone tells us that. Right, but got work. Right, well, I'm trying to, yeah. And then this, is that there's another play I see this guy, and all he does is fall around the football field. He fell around twice on this one play. He fell forward. Then he fell backwards. He was just trying to chase people, falling all around. Looked just like clump, like it just. And the irony of this is he fell on the fucking football and got the yeah, touchdown. Dude, dude, my, dude, my, uh, <laughs> he falls everywhere. Dude, Mike my, my Todd eight. It says uh, MJ got the only touchdown of the day. <laughs> Don't win without him. I dude, know. This is the crazy, most man. ironic shit in the history of the world. Is the worst player on this team today was also the most important player. He scored. Yeah. Or the best player. He, he scored, scored the thing. touchdown and he was the worst. He was the, like the, he was the CJ Henderson of this week. <laughs> Ooh, should we turn that? Ooh, maybe that's a good idea. Going forward next year, we need votes for this as we continue to evolve as a post-game show going into the future. We do the towel of shame right now. But maybe we could add a couple of awards or something like that where, like, most torch player or something, and we could call it the C.J. Henderson Award. Or, like, you know, we could start to name our awards after some of these debates we have. Maybe we'll call it the, I don't know, who was the who was the guy we were, jo- oh, the Chuba Hubbard Award, the least important what would you call that? The most average player I think we would award? have to call it. I think you'd have to call it something that's not name specific because these guys are so temporary on our rosters. Yeah. But, uh, well, there. I listened to this one podcast. It is a Bill Simmons podcast, but it's a movie podcast. It's called The Rewatchables. Oh. I got and you. they watch old movies. And he does a bunch of basketball analogies. And you just kind of come to learn them. 
like you don't know what they mean when you first listen to the podcast. So it's like, um, and one will come to me in just a second. But uh, like if we had the Chuba Hubbard Award, like maybe if you were a new Panther fan, you wouldn't know that. Oh, but as you listen to the show for six or seven it, yeah. weeks, you would realize the Chuba Hubbard word means the most average mofo on the world. Oh, I haven't that's what I would call that a world. No, the I most know. average world, a no, low average know. player no, no, no. that someone Dude, likes. I know yeah. what to call it. We will award them Ryan Khalil's pillow. Did you remember in 2016, Ryan mm-hmm. Khalil had a neck injury? And nobody knew how or why and when it happened. But he was a good Panther player. Everybody, everybody was theorizing, oh, Ryan Khalil must have slept on his pillow wrong. It must have, it must have really hurt his neck sleeping on that pillow. I think that would be a fun one. Uh, but I get you, though. We need, we need more awards that can pinpoint uh, how true like, uh, maybe a player yeah. can be. Or how uh, petty we are with each other. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. You're listening to the C3 Panthers postgame show. What are, as we continue to argue about things that were hardly related to today's game, what do you guys want to talk about in this game, folks? Call into the show and let us know. We're going to go into calls in just a moment. Um, Cody, I feel like uh, there are some people that need a lesson taught to them, though. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, this is the final Panther game of the season, the final one. So you have to savor these moments because they're few and far between. And today, not only do you get to see the Carolina Panthers just, you know, beat the New Orleans Saints and sweep them, oh, but you have come to the right place to get your heaping helping of shame. Talk to them, big papa. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, I need you to get your broomsticks ready. I need you to go to every Saints fan, every Saints podcast, show, live stream, and talk about how the Panthers just swept them. And we fired our head coach midway through the season. We released our starting cornerback from the, our quarterback from the beginning of the year. There were so many things counted against us, and we still found a way to beat the Saints week in, week out. And you've come here to the Carolina Panthers C3 Panthers podcast to talk about how the Panthers did today, the future of the Carolina Panthers, and maybe to say goodbye to the post-game show for a few months. Well, I have one thing to say to all you freaks who have not yet hit that like button yet. Subscriber shame. Subscriber shame 227 strong viewers, 87 thumbs up. Please hit that like, please hit that subscribe, please hit that notification bell for every single time the C3 Panthers podcast goes live. Helps us get seen by as many Panther fans as possible. Up up on that button, like the Panthers whipped up on them ants today, baby. Tony Dunn. What else we got? Let's cat call it up, bro. That's what I want to do. Oh, I want to hear shit. what the fans are like. Let them take us through this instead of us meandering through. And we'll kind of talk about the game as uh, they introduce some of it. Let's do it. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty 
You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like. What it do, C3? It's Can Anthony from Charlotte. You already know. Yep. What up, Anthony? Great season, man. Um, I thank y'all last week after the Bucks lost, but I want to thank y'all again for all the work you do. Awesome podcast. So happy I found it. Y'all are the Appreciate best, man. You, like, there's not a better C3. There's not a better Panthers podcast out there. No. And you, man. I want to talk about this game. Now, I'm the only – it seems like I'm the only one of the dudes that wants to take a chance on a quarterback. But if we don't draft a quarterback, I would just want to see Matt Corral, okay? Sam Darnold today proved to me why he's Sam Darnold again. Against a good defense, he can't get it done. And the Bucks defense has been bad all season, so it made sense why he was balling out last week. 53 yards, five completions, two interceptions. The whole game is unacceptable. We still need a quarterback, but <clears throat> hey, we got seven wins this year. It's better than five. Um, still wish this defense came out to play last week. You know, wish we could have done this last it's week when it mattered. Today, but it's all good, man. I had a fun season, and it was great interacting with all the boys. And appreciate it. You know, it, it was just a great time, and. Uh, I want to shout out Panther Pickle real quick because we were talking about this. If the Rams end up being the worst team in the league these next years after McVay leaves, then that Rams trade's going to look pretty, pretty bad, man. Oh, uh, yeah. We I mean, if that first-round pick was a potential first overall pick for Brian Burns, whew, that's going to be a tough pill to swallow. But, yeah, I just still think, you know, we, we have some holes. I don't think Wilkes will be back, sadly, but he did a great job. You should get a job somewhere else in the NFL, 100%. But in my opinion, we need to find that quarterback eventually, man. We just do. It's as simple as that. I mean, that was that was a worse game than Baker Mayfield played, much worse than what I've seen. I mean, it was awful. <laughs> it was really bad. Sorry. But we got the win, man. So a win is a win. Seven and ten to finish out the year. Now it's time for draft season, mock drafts, all that stuff. But yeah, I just wanted to thank all y'all for the work you do once again. And you already know Anthony from Charlotte. Keep motherfucking pounding, boys. Anthony. Uh, first, thank you so much for uh, your support. A man, he's been such a great addition to the community that is the C3 Panthers podcast. He has great calls oh, yeah. every, all the time. Uh, great calls after the game intensity. There's three oh. questions that come to mind after that call. I'm going I'm to pose the first one and we're going to save that one for Tuesday. Right. The first question I'm going to give you right now, and we're going to save this for Tuesday. We will not answer this one tonight. And that is as we are endeavor into the discussion about the draft at number nine, taking a quarterback or not, or taking BPA and BPA is a fancy way of saying not a quarterback. 
<laughs> right. It is <laughs> not the, the guy that the all the day. fans want, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is that wrong. is it's true at this point. Yeah. For Tuesday night, I want to say this is is taking quarterback a guts question. And what I mean by that is in some ways, I feel like as we talk about the BPA thing, is like as you guys try to convince me that there's not a quarterback to take in this draft or whatever draft, you can teleport me to 10 years from now as you have the same conversation. Like, I feel like it's almost like, oh, I'm hedging my bet. Like, oh, I'm too scared to bet on that. Am I scared to bet on a quarterback at nine by saying BPA? Save that one for Tuesday. My second question, though, that comes up today is about Darnold. And as as I hear Anthony's call for this, and I understand what he's saying, I also look at what Darnold did today and actually don't see him as a big part of the fucking problem of this team. And I know that's so, so like, I mean, I know he did. He does throw picks when he is scared as a motherfucker. When the pressure is on him, yeah. Well, even, I feel like it was even this, is that once he feels like he understands that the pressure is going to be on every play like it was today, it was on every play. Like, I mean, he almost, and even when he did have time, there was nobody open. So I felt like as that got into his head, he fucking started to freak out even when there was no pressure. The seeing ghost thing. And I don't mean like that panicked, but I'm telling you today is that was the worst. That offensive line just got destroyed today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't like, while I do want to say Darnold isn't the answer, I cheered today. This I felt guilty about this, guys. I cheered today. When Sam Darnold dropped back 20 yards, running for his life, and threw it, uh, a threw it away mm-hmm. successfully, <laughs> I, uh, I cheered like it was a touchdown, bro. He's been doing that all year, man, throwing the ball. But like, is this time. is let's start with Sam Darnold, uh, winner or loser today? Uh, I think he got the win, but I think he's still a loser for today. Cause I think that people are going to go back and look at the stats and even, even with the win, it was a 10, seven. And, uh, he, I guess, wasn't really responsible for the touchdown. If anything, he could have been a ca- reason. for. I know. Loss. Yeah. Even the best play. Like, yes. Yeah. I, I think that it's a loss for him today to be truly honest with you. Okay. I, I think that, it, but to be real, I think that even if he came and blew the saints out today. I don't think it changes much for Sam Darnold's future. Oh, I, I don't do. think te- I, do. I don't think teams are looking at him like, did you see him blow the Saints out at the end of the game season last year that meant nothing to either team? Wow. Like, let's oh, I, I do. You know, I do. I think so. And here's why. And you guys can, we'll, I'm going to keep it in the same conversation. So whoever can take the mic. Um, I went on Friday's pirate, pirate radio on Friday, and they thought I was trolling them when I said this. What about Jameis Winston? Where has his name been at this season? Oh, no. Oh, see, that's a good First of all, everybody goes to that is when I say that is for us. Well, maybe. But here, what I'm talking about this, no, is like where was Jameis Winston? Do you not think that Jameis Winston was better than several of those quarterbacks on the field today? Not Andy Dalton. 
No. Andy Dalton and by the you don't way, think like, he was better than Sam even? Andy Dalton hadn't been bad this year. No. See, this is what he I'm talking about. Did you forget a... that Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions in the season one time? Like, you're not no, getting yeah, better. I mean, but he also threw, like, no, my point being is this. The only reason I'm bringing it up, because I know the chat will be like, Tony, what are you talking about? You're so dumb. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but where Greg said that today's big game doesn't matter, right? Like, is like if he had this game or he had a big dealing game, is what I'm saying is this, is that Jameis Winston right now is a forgotten player. He is? Forgotten. Mm-hmm. Forgotten by the league. I just thought of it. Like, it came to me. I was like, oh, he's still even... That's my point here is Sam Darnold can be a forgotten player sort of actually today, arguably lends towards him being a forgotten player than a remembered player. I'll tell you this and I just to refresh your memory. Um, When we beat them in the first game, our offense did nothing. The only thing was our defense and Jameis Winston was at the helm. And they still lost with our he offense looking back, horrendous. Right? Um, and he, st- but he still looked horrendous. He was the quarterback, and he was making poor decisions. Yeah. And uh, and and he got benched because he because he he got inactive because he was had the injury. But yeah. uh, Andy Dalton, in his short time playing, showed way more on that team oh, God. than than James Winston did. In two- Andy Dalton yeah. had a decent. Oh, he won God. the yeah. job. Andy Dalton. Right, so how about this? Won that job from James Winston. Has um, so as you call me ridiculous by bringing up Jameis Winston's name, is Sam Darnold a better option for the Carolina Panthers than Jameis Winston? Yes. How can y'all even say that with a straight face? Okay, oh my gosh! This is what you're not gonna do. Recency bias. You're already gonna fight me on this. I'm already lacing up my gloves here. But look, did Sam have a good stat line today? No. And if you look at that stat line and you just look at that stat line, you know, oh, shit, classic Sam, you know, uh, you know, what, he had a terrible stat line. No one is saying that he did. Are we, are we also not going to give him credit for a game-winning drive? Because whether you like it or not, we did march down the field and get a field goal to win no, the game. No, I'm not going to give him credit for one throw. No, that wasn't a game-winning drive. He got the ball at midfield. He threw one throw. What about every big time? And there was no, 20 I yards. I actually think Sam played all right today. I'm not saying I, he played the game great because of one throw, dude. He may not, not even just that. It, it, so if, if Tony is asking about, okay, is Sam Darnold a better option than Jameis Winston, what about every big Sam Darnold did make this season no. for the Panthers as we were pushing for the division? But he has we, a throne. We cannot. No, you brought up Winston's 33 interceptions. You brought up Winston's 33 interceptions, but Dude. you forgot his 38 uh, touchdowns that year. And 5,000 yards, I think, too. Okay, Sam started at the middle of the year after not playing football. For and you know, since the year before, I'm not saying that he's the answer for us, but my my opinion of him remains the same. That it doesn't matter what the Panthers do, if they draft a quarterback, if they go get one in free agency, or if they roll with Matt Corral, if Sam Darnold is willing to come back to the Carolinas on a cheaper contract, I think we would be much better off having Sam Darnold on this football team. And by the way, I also I'm gonna double down that the Panthers 
might be in the playoffs this year if we had started Sam from the start of the season, right. which we should have. Possibly. And that's what I wanted to do. I never wanted Baker Mayfield on it. Can I ask you something, Cody? With, with you were talking about giving Sam Darnold the credit for the win because, and I'm saying it's one throw, and we, people in chat like, "Well, still the no, game no, winning no, throw." Hold on. Okay, I Greg, get that. You need to correct that. He's saying give credit for, to Sam for the game winning drive. Drive. He okay. didn't say for if, the win. If, if he, if, if say Josh Norman intercepts that ball at like the ten yard line, does Sam Darnold have that game winning drive? Nope. That's that's why Whoa. I can't. That's why I can't really give it credit for him because he threw one pass that had twenty yards yards after catch. Too many ifs and buts, you know. Too many ifs and buts makes for Cody's aunt being his uncle and all of that mess. The my point is this: is y'all are acting like Jameis Winston is a fucking ridiculous name when we watched all of that today. A and B, I think this is sadly Sam Darnold played very, very well. Even not today. He played well. There was look. Is, he played way better than anyone he thought he was exceptionally. going to. He Tony, just only throws those stupid picks when his head gets all crazy. Right. And the thing the is, tomorrow. this is that he did not. Who came out a winner or a loser today? And he didn't come out a loser, but his he didn't get more money today, which might actually be friendly to Carolina. But nobody's in here going shoot. Should we roll with Cam? Actually, this is, let me change my perspective. I was listening to the, I told you guys I was riding home right after the game, and the call was with um, jo- Jordan Gross and Anoush, or whatever, Anoush, well, I just made up that dude's name. Whoever the new play-by-play. Play close, they're play. close. You're, you're in the yeah. ballpark. Whatever that guy's name is, the new one, not Mick Mixon, new Mick Mixon. Yeah. And the one thing they did say today that I thought was interesting, they said a lot of things that were interesting, but if Sam Sam Darnold really did come back next year, I think what he did, they said this, what he did in these five games he started, six games he started, would not merit, uh, like the locker room would not revolt and go, we have no belief in our success. Exactly. Like, is that maybe six games ago and you said, we're going to run it. We're going to go with Sam Darnold and a rookie this year. The defense, the people that are in there fighting every day who are actually playing with, like, would Frankie Louvu be like pumped doing whatever the dance he does when they said Sam Darnold's coming back. And they said that his performance towards the end of the season probably has merited some, some confidence. And some camaraderie by the other players on the team. It's got to. I mean, you got to look at what happened last week. I mean, as much as that uh, sucks that we lost, I mean, he got the three touchdowns to three different receivers, and they were beautiful passes. Like, these aren't like layup passes he was throwing. He, he threw a dime to Shy Smith, to DJ Moore, and Ter- uh, and uh, Tommy Trimble. Like, you, you can't remove those things. And here's the other part you've got to think about with Sam Darnold over the past, outside of this game. Prior to this game, the stats came in. He was number one in the NFL as far as yards per attempt, meaning he had he's having way more efficiency with the down the deep balls than most yep. any other quarterback in the NFL was for the past five weeks prior to this week. Uh, mm-hmm. We had one of the most efficient offenses, meaning top five efficiency as far as like in, in a lot of different grades and whatnot um, as in, in, uh, in the past five weeks. Like this offense was purring. Um, with Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold did a great job. And when you look at who was, he was number one here. 
like at the top of the list for that yards per attempt. And then he was number number two was uh, P- Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes is like a full yard behind him. Can I say yeah. something though? Do you mean yards per t- attempt or per completion? Because if it's yards attempt. per attempt, that doesn't mean anything about how efficient he is. That just means you're throwing the ball down the field a lot. No, it does not. It's yards per yards attempt, per meaning attempt? that's actual cat. So yards, regard you take the yards that he has, divide that by the attempts. His yards per attempt, meaning the reason that that's okay, important gotcha. for you to take into effect is that's showing your efficiency of throwing the ball down the field because it's taking all of your attempts into account. And if you're somebody who's got a fifty percent completion rate, well, guess what? Your yards per attempt are going to be absolute dog water, like four four yards, right? But if you're if you're somebody who's efficient, who's actually getting the ball where it needs to be, and you're making deep passes down the field, that yards per attempt is a pretty big big uh, indicator of how efficient a quarterback is. Today did was, and we saw injuries. Well, I'm sure the callers will talk about this. Today was the first time this season that I remember the quarterback having to feel like he needed to run from the moment he got the ball. Yeah. yeah, I have hey, not. There's not been that, another game this season where I really felt like that the entire time. Is is that a, okay? How about this? Is that a testament to both Brady Christensen and Austin Corbett and how good they have been? So it's like we we've been helping yes, on the offensive yes, line. Yes, we've been this whole year on the offensive line, and then as soon as those guys go down. Oh, dude, we're back to our brand of Carolina offense, man. Sam running for his life. Sam was like, throwing, I know exactly where I'm at. I, yes. he, you know, he should have gone to the sideline and shaved his beard. Out. I figured it out. <laughs> Sam Sam got that PTSD when he saw Michael Jordan coming back <laughs> onto the field, dude. He knew what was happening. He knew what was going to happen yes. to him, dude. Yes. I mean, we have not seen that the entire – we have not seen that entire season. And how about that? How refreshing is it for this podcast? Maybe the best thing of this entire season has been the fact that the offensive line has not been the whipping boy of whipping boys. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we, have, been, dude, we were proud of our whole line this year. Yeah. And today, Sam Darnold snapped that ball and said, oh, shit. Oh fuck! Oh, and fuck, you know oh, where fuck. the pressure did come? It did come up the middle. It uh, did, yeah. and I even—I don't even need to call out players. Let's go to the next call. The number is two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Fuck 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 Well, hold on. Um, seven and ten, six and six to end off the year. Clearly shows this team had talent. You know. Steve Wilkes was a marginal upgrade over Matt Rule, but let's not act like Steve Wilkes is really the answer to lead us to the promised land. It's now time to get a head coach that will get more out of this team than Steve Wilkes, like how he did with Matt Rule. Anyway, uh, sucks. DJ, no one K this year. That's, 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 uh, very sad news. Um, I like how I saw a full display of Sam Darnold's elite arm talent, quote-unquote, from Cody, you know, when he completely underthrew the fucking pass to DJ Moore in the fourth quarter in, like, what, the two-minute drill? Yeah, elite arm talent. Love love to hear it. Mm-hmm. And granted, while I said he had small arms hands <clears throat> and was wrong, he still got a clear-ass fucking fumble problem. Sam Darnold, that is. I mean, like, that's yeah, the that, second time he's fumbled at the goal line. 
while neither of them cost us this year, let's not act like that can't cost us in the future. And Eddie, 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 Eddie. Oh, yeah. Why couldn't you have done that in Atlanta, bro? You could have just did that in Atlanta and we would have been cool, bro. Nah, now you want to miss, you want to miss shit, man, make shit now. Nah, that's cool. Will Lutz has tourists an asshole for years and now today he shit the bed. That's great. Great fucking news. Um, fuck the thing. You know, hey, you know, how, how they like that dust in the dust thing because we swept that ass. Fuck New Orleans. You know, that's revenge from 2017. Fuck the Saints. Um, yeah, this franchise still needs a quarterback, so let's let's stop trying to avoid avoid the problem and you know let's get a quarterback and build around him so he can develop and be great. But yeah, that's really how I feel about the offseason. I don't know what pick we have, but it's whatever. If we trade up, if we trade up, it should only be for a quarterback. If we stay here, we should, if we stay at our pick, we should definitely go defense no matter what. Uh, and yeah, uh, on to the offseason. Love y'all, Panther Nation, and love the podcast, C3. You guys are amazing getting the call in after every game and going on Friday free frog. It's amazing. Love C3, Panther Nation. Let's keep pounding, you know. While it may have been another losing season, we still have hope for the future. We all know this team has fucking talent. Eventually, we will get the most out of it, whether we. All right. Oh, uh, he might. So... He might. He might have been cut off, huh? Yeah. Appreciate got, you, JJ. Well, yeah, My fault in the second call. Yeah, I'll make this one quick. Um, what was that? Whatever. Um, wh- whether we think we're gonna get the most out of this talent on this team and build this franchise the way we think it should be or not, eventually our team will be back. We will get back to the key pounding ways. Um, and all I really want to see the most in 2023 and the 2023 season is that CJ to DJ combination, man. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. DJ Stroud. Uh, keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. So I gotta, I gotta address a couple of things. Number one, every like people are talking about that, uh, interception that he threw deep to, to DJ Moore. Like, you guys got to go back and look at that. Like, he was getting hit because he had no time to set his feet. Like, there was nothing he could have done. Like, he could not get more, more it out of like that. he threw it right to the defensive player, though. We never no, gave any other quarterback that excuse, though. Well, you're saying we didn't give it like when they threw interceptions. We, we did under through ball. Hundred percent. We, we I a hundred percent gave that that uh, that benefit to uh, Baker Mayfield and PJ Walker it, every okay. time. If there was pressure in his face, I 100% always gave him credit for that because okay. I don't think that it's fair to say that this is their fault. That The fumbled sm- snap again, that didn't happen, that happened to come our way because Sam Darnold was able to, you know, uh, uh, corral it. But, uh, you know, that, that fumble on the goal line was the biggest problem as far as, like, his fumbling position. But outside of that, Sam Darnold does not have a fumbling problem. This year he has been one of the more uh, ball security uh, when it comes to fumble, well, fumbles that's a in the one league. year look. He usually fumbles everywhere, though. right? But I'm saying what everybody's yeah, talking so. about this game and yeah. saying that Sam Darnold, like right now, Sam Darnold has shown so much growth that it's worth to say that he is that is not a problem. Second, you want to talk about Eddie Pinheiro, right? Oh, like yeah, you I'm want to do, like I get the, the frustration of Atlanta. I do, I get it. 
but the dude has the number one kickoff or uh, field goal percentage in the entire NFL, and he's got more so kicks than most people in the NFL. So he's not even just getting higher percentages; he's kicking more field goals than most everybody else. Which you, a lot of times you can say, "Oh, you only kicked ten field goals." No, he's like kicked just as many as Justin Tucker for the most part. Like this dude is not; it's not; it's not a. a he has not comparison. been bad at all. He's, he's not been bad. Two, his only two field goal misses came in the same game, and that was in Atlanta. That was it. He has been no, one of the he most had the bad. one in the Browns game, I think. Well, that might have been a extra didn't he point, have one in was, the Browns? He's only missed two. I think it was he's only one in the Browns game in the very beginning of. Um, no, but like as Pinero is not again not the problem, and arguably, I would say I feel just as steady, if not more steady, than with him than I do with Zane yeah. Gonzalez. I want to do I shout out some people on Twitter since I got an extra monitor hooked up today so I can nice. see more things. Uh, Santa Peen on Twitter at the boss Peen P A P E A N tagged us all in this. He said the post game shows Friday free for all, all were some in entertaining stuff throughout the year. Really helped me with my anxiety. Felt like you were just with the boys shooting the shit. Love that type of that's exactly what we're trying to do. I want to remind everybody we are not or I don't think we're football experts. I'm not, but I am an expert football fan Speak for yourself. I think I'm an expert. Look, That's the thing is. And if anybody this is the awesome thing is you can tell me I'm not a football expert and we can prove that. But it is impossible to prove that somebody is an expert football fan because all you got to do is be a fan and you're an expert at it. Right. I mean, that's you it. Can't be wrong. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Hey, before we get off this Pinero topic, can I touch on something that we saw in the chat room earlier? And I want to bring it up. I knew kicking would come up one time. I don't want to hear anybody say Eddie Pinero won this game. If we can't say he didn't lose the Atlanta game, we can't say he won this game. I'm sorry. You cannot give him credit for winning this game if you can't give him a credit for losing. Oh, yes, you can. No, you can't. Oh, no, no you can't. You're when you're the one guy oh, he that no matter what you do, you can't do it. cannot do it again. Listen, listen, you can't tell me it's fair that the, with the outcome of what I do wins or loses the game and I get credit for the win, but I don't get credit for the loss. You can't, that's not fair. You cannot say that. He's not, he's got a point, Tony. Like you no, can't, those can't be not. two of the same. Are you really going to make me do this? Yes. Yeah, it, because no. you were the one. You no, were the, the show one goes on. Like, we call it the uh, longest Panthers podcast, the podcast and you want to make this shit go on for seven hours, Greg. You were, your you argument the is flawed. of Pinero and that you're flawed. It's 100% flawed. It's 100% flawed. Okay. Okay, so, and here's why: is today yeah. he literally won the game, and he would have literally won the game in Atlanta had he made that. Yeah, no, he let. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Kickers. So they lost it. Wrong. Wrong. Look, listen to this. This statement is logically true. Oh, God, Kickers dude. can win games, but mm -hmm. they don't lose them. No. That's not fair, man. That is not fair by yeah. any means. Well, you know what? All. The world's not fucking fair, but it's, it's true. Right. It's so this, is this that he Tony. went out there and did a imagine this. Is if you if if you had a chance to throw one pass, it's fourth and twelve, right? Or fourth and seventeen, and you miss that play. 
Do you say that that quarterback lost the game for that team? I mean, you're Would talking you say, about a different if you're situation. What? Th- th- that's a different situation, man. There's no, a lot it's not a different through. situation. You're saying this. It is. Is that all right? So it is fourth and goal, fourth and goal, and uh, this quarterback throws the ball. You run one play. Mm-hmm. It's a pass play. It's incomplete. Did he throw? Did he throw it on target or off target? It's a different situation too. You're depending yeah, on the receiver yeah, catching yeah, the yeah. ball. You're depending on what no, the defense, no, we, how good the defense this, is. You're playing. Yeah. Aren't you depending on a snap, the wind? You're depending on something all the fucking time. Right. But no, at the end is of the day, this, if, is if, that, if you complete that pass, you win the game. But there okay, were so. 700 plays earlier, not that many. There were 40 plays that could have contributed to the win before. You didn't lose the game. You just here's, didn't win it. Here's and the difference. The to have a I've been pass. saying this. You guys, we, we argue about this every week. That's the problem. You don't, no, don't, don't want to go. If he throws that pass and it's incomplete because he overthrew it, yes, it's his fault. He lost if he the throws ball. That yeah, pass, he, lost he, the he lost the game. If he throws that right. pass and it's a dropped pass, no, it's not his fault. No, it's like a if it's a botched snap, it's not the kicker's fault. Okay. But if the kicker gets a clean snap, kicks the ball, and just misses it, that's his fault. Okay. Period. All right. That's all there is. And if Panero, the how about that? Is a loss, and you could have won. Then you no, you game. didn't lose the game. You didn't win it. You're not. You're not Eddie the Panero only game lost, lost, but you lost the Falcons game. game. He yeah. lost the and Falcons game. Okay. And he won the game. You guys play shuffleboard. You play shuffleboard? No. Yeah, I have. Yeah. No, I'm not. All right. Do you un- do you know what the game of shuffleboard is though? Yes. It's kind of like. No, I'm uh, also not ninety years old. No, that's not the one with the sweeper. It's the one you go to the bar and you slide the thing down the room. Oh. It's okay. not the one that's a kid, the old <laughs> yeah. people. Bitch oh, no, what? Dude, are you on an old folks home boat? Man, uh, we could do the fuck? same thing with we could do the same thing with cornhole, right? And let's just say this. And reason me on this, and then let's go to the next call. If you and I are on a team, Greg, Mm -hmm. if you and I are on a team and we have been playing this game where the goal is to get the 21, Mm -hmm. right? And we have the other team has got 20 Mm -hmm. and we have 18. And it's my go Mm -hmm. to go throw or your go. How about this? Let's say it's your go. To throw that beanbag into that hole and win the game, mm-hmm. and you don't, mm-hmm. and then the other guy throws just one up there and they win. If I look to you and said, "Greg, you lost that game for us," what if you had scored the? Think about like the entirety of us playing cornhole the whole time, and there's say you scored eleven or twelve out of the points, and you had been like, you know, what I'm saying like a positive force in our competition and if i looked at you and said you lost that cornhole game for us and walked away what would there'd you be a little bit like? there, it, it would suck but there'd be a little bit of truth to it if i had the opportunity no, to win, you would I say didn't. i didn't win it for us but you we all fuck it no. okay i can't wait hey. to play cornhole no, with y'all no, i'm no, gonna no, suck wait, it up wait, and wait, i'm gonna no, be like no, my, dude, Michael Davis made the best comment. 
Tony's talking like he's already moving into the village with the Golden Girls. Come <laughs> on, dude. What are you uh, talking uh, about? The, the difference only in your cornhole example, and this is the difference. I can't if wait I, to hang out with any. Um... I'm, I'm, I'm shooting that shot, right? If I make that shot, it doesn't determine you win. whether we win or lose the game. Okay, I can score points on that, but it doesn't mean we're gonna. That, that doesn't mean we're gonna win or lose. No, the if game we're at that. eighteen and you make it, we win. Right, but if I miss it, it doesn't mean we lose. That's my point. Well, if the other guy just makes it up, and that yeah, you see what I'm saying? Well, that's the thing. Tony, Tony, here's the other part, and we got to move sorry. on from this. I know this is ridiculous. this guy is getting paid. It was getting paid to get like we're talking about professional level athletes, Thank right? You. Yeah. you can't use you and you and Greg playing shuffleboard as these guys literally practice day in and day out. <laughs> now, if you're talking about professional shuffleboard yeah, people, job. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, whoever didn't get the points. They're gonna felt like they lost the game. I guarantee you, Eddie Pinheiro felt like he lost. But the if game. we turned to them and said, "You lost us that," that they might. Mm. But his teammates aren't turning to him saying he lost that game. We are as fans. Are. <laughs> I am. <laughs> we, none of All us y'all are sitting there that won't go kick that field goal. That's the, the other thing, and I hate when professional athletes come out and say, "All you do is kick." Well, then why didn't you bitches be a kicker? That's what I would say okay, is that yeah, if that's yeah. all you do, if it's the easiest thing to do, do you know Odell Beckham Jr. said this once that he would rather have gone pro, I think it was in basketball or soccer, but yeah, he said football was but he, but football was easier. Think about that. I mean, and if so, you have the skill set. Hey guys, probably. it's Joey the Blind Panther, aka the girl that makes him howl. <laughs> Weird ass game today but guess what we swept the saints and uh doesn't that feel awesome and we won we won steve wilkes finished with a win that was the last thing david pepper remembers about steve wilkes is that he won that weird ass game overcame all those issues yeah i know the saints are so bad matt rule and baker mayfield beat them didn't i tell you what i tell you that's what i told you guys you know what this game confirmed it. They are dog shit. They need to be rebuilt. They need to be. You know, they need to be uh, 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 rebuilt from top to bottom. They're bad. I hope they're bad for a while. So that means like we get, you know, so that we can sweep their ass every year. But um, I hope the Falcons are worse than them. Uh, you know. Everybody at my work is pissed about last week. Everybody, I'm meeting everybody that's not a Cowboys fan or, um, you know, everybody's not a Cowboys fan. But they, um, but yeah, there's New England fans that I know can't stand Tom Brady anymore. And her and her son, she said her and her son were watching that game. She's like, and her son's like, Brady's the luckiest quarterback I've ever seen in my life. And uh, she was mad that we didn't win. Like, she, you know. But, uh, yeah, weird game. Love to win that. And uh, even Aziz Sharak was saying that if we, if this game was in September, we would have lost by three touchdowns. Uh, even Aziz Sharak, even the radio guy, who pretty much works for the team, was taking shots at Matt Rule. But, um, actually... No, the Saints are so bad that the game wasn't September 
and we beat their ass by three touchdowns. So yeah, I guess it was taking a shot at the Saints too. Anyway, guys. The last, wow, wow, wow. That was the last post game. Round, round, round. <laughs> yeah. And when I say it, it sounds how, like a kitty cat. Ram, ram, ram. And do, do you know how it's a C3? Rah, 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 because it gets longer and longer every time, dude. The longest uh, running Panthers podcast meets the longest running Panthers row. Yeah, I mean, it's only it's only right. So fitting. Um, yeah, look, Steve Wilkes, uh, he did what he needed to do today. I mean, it was not a pretty performance. But yeah, he did finish with a W. And one of the biggest questions surrounding this offseason that I guess we'll kind of get for here in a week or so is uh, did Steve Wilkes do enough to actually merit being the head coach full time? I still think he's fighting a very uphill battle, but I have no arguments and no qualms for anybody that is 100% on the Steve Wilkes train, man. I, I'm, I'm, I, I hear you. And, uh, I want that to happen too. Real quick, Tony, just so I don't forget, Doe Tree with the $2 says Greg paid 89.2 H8 kickers and push narrative. I'm not sure what you're saying there, Bill, but we appreciate that $2. And then White Chocolate says two, uh, 2022 season, shy, 296 yards and two touchdowns. Demir Bird, 268 yards and two touchdowns. That's right, mm. baby. Shy Smith is better than Demir Bird. Let's go. What's up? Stay mad, Tony Dunn. <laughs> Stay Next mad call. about it. Hey, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm excited about today's win. I was excited that we won. I know a lot of people probably wanted us to come out here and lay over and get a better draft pick. But quite frankly, there's a lot of good players in the draft. There's a lot of fucking draft busts. You can draft at number one or number 30 and you can still get a bust. We weren't going to get a quarterback anyways. I personally want a defensive a defensive lineman or a linebacker. You know, I don't know what – I guess what do y'all think about trading up for a quarterback? I don't think we should. I just think we should build the team. Uh, and the biggest thing I was rooting for today was Steve Wilkes. I mean, this team – if you, I truly want Steve Wilkes to come back. And if you want him to come back, then you needed this team to come out and fight and play like they wanted Steve Wilkes to come back. And they absolutely did. The offense was terrible a lot of the game. Uh, I thought Sam Darnold outside of those picks really didn't play that bad. He did everything he could. He got out of the pocket. He was scrambling and he threw it away. And he didn't make, outside of those interceptions, he didn't make a bunch of terrible mistakes. I don't know why we keep snapping the ball early, but I thought this was a huge game for getting Steve Oaks to come back because that defense played with a fire under him. They had some huge stops on third down. They had a huge stop on fourth down. They had a huge stop right after the second Sam Donald interception. And I thought it was huge that Sam, after that pick, bounced back, went right down the field, had a big run, big throw. And uh, Eddie Pinheiro, another one of the biggest reasons I think Steve Oaks is such a great coach. I mean, so many coaches would have just given up on Steve on, on their kicker and just caught him after a game like he had against the Falcons. But I think that really shows how good of a coach he is, the way we are able to let Eddie Pinheiro bounce back because kicking is such a mental game. And he was, he was able to get the team to rally around him. And I thought that was really special. And another question I have is, if Steve Wilkes does come back, do you think Ben McAdoo comes back as the offensive coordinator? 
Uh, it wouldn't be my Great favorite question. choice. I, I could, I just, I don't know how his relationship is with him, but I guess, yeah. do you think that Ben McAdoo should come back? And I thought today's game was huge. And do you think that this game solidifies or at least helps Steve Wilkes' case for getting the job? Because if they'd come out here and laid an egg, I'll tell you what, he definitely wasn't going to get, he definitely wasn't going to get the job. So I was pretty happy with today overall. Who do you think we should draft? Do you think we should trade up in the draft? Thank y'all for the podcast. I've been calling in a long time. I never leave a name. I thought I was somebody else last time. It's Civil Peach. I'm going by that from now on. All right. Happy seasons, boys. I'll see you in the off season. Civil Peach. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, that's a great call. Uh, what do we think about Ben McAdoo? Where do you start? Obviously, one, the right? only, well, mm-hmm. let, let's start with McAdoo. The, obviously, in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure you guys agree, the only way that he even has a chance of being the offensive coordinator next year is if Steve Wilkes retains his job as the head coach. And even then, that's not guaranteed I to think happen. It's a no might, either might way. upgrade either way. But um, I don't know. Considering that the Panthers broke rushing records this year behind one of the best offensive lines that the Panthers have maybe ever had, I mean, up there with the 2015, 2013, I mean, it was it was a damn good old line. How do you not give even a little bit of the credit to the offensive coordinator in doing that? Uh, you just don't. I mean, like he just said, All run right. the ball. You just he we, said we he said like run the ball. Yeah, he said run the ball, right. and you ran the ball. Look, is I've actually I told you guys when the season started that I thought that one of the best things that Matt rule actually did was put together a staff when everybody knew it was a sinking ship and somehow pieced together a group of guys like Ben McAdoo, like Steve Wilkes, even like we were leaning on Tabor. Think about how good our special teams have been this year. Uh, and James Campen, who was named the, was the offensive line coach. So yeah, we could say this is give the credit to James Campen, not Ben McAdoo, Look, I mean, Ben McAdoo did fine, and that's somebody who is kind of a Ben McAdoo defender, but he's not going to be back next year. Sorry. And uh, and let's get over this, oh, you ran the ball the best you ever had. Ben McAdoo doesn't want to run the ball. Like, he did this begrudgingly. He did it begrudgingly. He's not a guy who really believes in Does that it, power That makes game. those numbers even more impressive? That he's a throw-it-first offensive coordinator, and he helped the Panthers break records running the football? Like, I don't know. I just maybe, think that we, maybe like, he's camping in that I line. Just, I mean, look, telling, when you I'm call a run me. play look. and they bust off 30 yards, is it like, oh, that was the best? Look, I could have been the offensive coordinator and called the run play, and it goes oh, for three yards. That point. You had that one game where they were chopping off 30 yards at a clip. That's skewing the numbers a little bit. I'm going to tell you this. Is that big game against the Lions skews the numbers a hair. A hair. There's a couple of games. That Falcons game where we brushed like an incredible amount. And also. Tony, I got to interrupt you, man. Stats is the fucking coolest. He's the coolest. And it's just official. He's the coolest. 50 gifted. C three Panther oh, podcast memberships. How, where are you guys? Yeah, Yo. like regular YouTube chat. You can't see it on this. Oh, okay, I gotta watch. All yeah. right, I got you. Fifty. Welcome to the. 
And wow. so he, he donated nine. He did nine Incredible. the other night. He did nine the other night. He did this 20 is earlier perfect for this show. and 50 just now. Dude, Strats, you're the man, bro. He understands the meaning of the podcast. That's actually the biggest meaning to me. That's the might be the most meaningful donation you can do. As all we're trying yeah. to do is build the car. Get in the fucking caravan. Yeah. We're going to the game and we're coming back. Guess what? We're going to be driving to the draft. Ne- we're going to be driving to Tepper's house next to fucking let's take care of this interview for this. Use them coach. emojis. Now the strats gave y'all the, the yes. Use them Panthers emojis, man. We're going to be up uh, uploading more too. We need we're to get a get gift a- one too. What did we say? The other yeah. one we was going to get. What was the other one we uh, said tonight? The conspiracy hat for Greg. Conspir- All right, we're going to write this down. Greg, write this down. You're our note keeper. Conspiracy hat emoji and gift emoji. We got to get some sort of birthday cake or something or gift or something because that is a cool one and you get, you should deserve an emoji for that gift right there. Um, now, the only thing the only thing StreamYard needs to do is they need to show the YouTube emojis in the chat. So like when I bring it up, yeah. it's just all words and shit, but we need yeah. the actual... Uh, yeah. The yeah, actual right. emojis, but yeah, hey man, use them up, use them up, use them. Uh, strats, you're the man, dude. We certainly appreciate you, brother. Um, what else did he bring up in that call? We brought up, uh, there was one other thing Tra- trading about. up for a quarterback. Oh, that's exact, yes, perfect. So, uh, the Bears just moved into number one. I saw someone say in the chat yep. earlier, yeah, think Houston about that. And uh, the Bears losing uh, put them at number one. So that was uh, that's odd. Imagine being the Colts and getting swept by or s- somewhat swept by the the Texans. They tied the first uh, week of the season. But if you're the Bears, do you consider just trading Justin Fields to us? Mm-hmm. Would you trade? Uh, no. How about this? Think no. about this. I'd like Justin would- more than any quarterback in this class. All right. How about this? Would you? So you would trade the number nine pick right now for Justin Fields? I wouldn't. Hmm? No, I don't know how much we're giving. No, up for that. so what? I mean, we wanted to pick him at eight or whatever I do it was. Like what Justin, was there? But I'm not. There was time. Oh, we didn't I have any other options yet. Wow. So you would not give our first round pick today for Justin Fields? No. Wow. It, maybe if it was just our first round pick. Yeah, that's all. Okay. That's all I just said. <laughs> So you, mean, so you mean so you mean our only pick. So you mean so you mean just our number nine pick this year and that's it? Straight up. Yeah, then I'd I'd, I'd do that. Because they could pick their quarterback at number one. Then we can and then stop they could just have a number nine pick. Yeah. Then we can stop fighting between JC Horn and Justin Fields and just say, hey, we got them both. There you go. That would be dope. But they're keeping Justin Fields. They're gonna build around my question so is then you have to trade the, up to one bears. No, but see, that? that's the thing, though. If you're the Bears, you know, we're all hoping and, you know, we're all thinking that there's going to be a team that's, you know, great uh, enough to want to trade up. But what if the Bears don't get the offer that they're looking for? Are they just going to sit there and take whatever, or, you know, take Jalen Carter number one overall? Or well, what Will is Anderson? The Who would you be what? willing to give up? I'm telling you one? this. I would yeah. give that nine straight up for Justin Fields. All right, so what would be, if you're a team that has a bazillion holes like they do, they have no offense, they have no defense, wouldn't it be better to have more than one top 10 pick 
or something like that than just one top 10 pick and you get the best defensive player, the best offensive tackle. DPA. But if you can get two <laughs> incredible players right there, so I would just trade the number one pick for us. Give uh, You know what I'm saying? Like you can get our nine and a ton of shit. So, Tony, are you saying you'd rather have Justin Fields than the number one pick? Like, say the option for us to trade for both of them. No, you, th- you don't think they're going to pick a quarterback, right? Yes. I mean, if they trade Justin Fields, I imagine they pick a quarterback. I wouldn't rather. But, yeah, because all y'all are scared not, to take with these. That's what I'm saying. So, would you, so Tony, would you rather have the number one? If we're going to trade with them and, and they're both on the table, we can make the trades. Would you rather have yeah, the number I one? Yeah, I think pick Justin, Justin Fields would be cheaper than the number one pick. Okay. All right. So, and, you, uh, do, how does it behoove the Bears? to just pick the best defensive player in the draft rather than potentially picking three great players. What if you gave them a first this year of like, what is that? Like, what if, what would be the minimum asking price? It would have to be your first this year, a first next year. And like a second and a third, if you're the bears, that's a no brainer. If you really love Justin Fields, you just do it. Yeah, but I the 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 question around the Bears is that they have a dog shit O line and they have no receivers. And yes, so, they have a know, billion holes. One player is not going to fix it. Yeah, but okay, right? But but they but, need like seven good picks. But I again, if you listen that you like in Justin Fields long term, I, I still think that you build around him rather than just you know. I'm not saying not Go build around. What I'm saying is this: the, if you draft. only, all right, what am you're not? I don't think you understand. Maybe I'm not being clear, and I'm sorry. If, I apologize for that. But like, just picking number one doesn't build around Justin Fields. Like, if you said this, like, whatever your offer is, is not cool enough for me. You're saying that number one pick is more important than. That. But if we said this, is like if. Any team said we'll give you our first, and it's a top 10 pick already, right? Say the nine, the five, the seven pick, whatever the fuck number the team is offering. And we're going to give you two seconds, uh, first. Now, you know, like you would say, we have so many holes, you have to do that. Like, just getting I, them the I, best no, defensive, you know, so, like the, the Bears have no reason if they truly. They either have to pick a quarterback or trade out. How much That's do you think answer. that would cost, though? No, but I hear you, though. Like, you know, they need another offensive tackle. They need another D lineman. They need receivers. They need everything. Point taken. But if you're the pa- – okay, let's just say hypothetically here with the Panthers going to that position. Uh, what would you look for that first pick? Well, you and were ready to I, give – up an entire draft for a uh for an incredible player in your mind right right yeah, but there's no so Trevor i think Lawrence a reason i think it would be reasonable to say this is that you would have to give this year's first next year's first and multiple other picks in the process to jump to number one i think that would be the minimum like you would have to any team even if you were the fifth the seventh or the ninth whatever you pick so, it Okay. Multiple firsts this year and next year, and also like maybe all those McCaffrey picks. Yeah, probably. But all right, now let me let me kind of change the question a little bit, and I want to ask all of you: Are you on the panel? 
in the chat. Do you think the Panthers are amongst the teams now that Chicago has the number one and most people think they want to trade down? Do you think that the Panthers would be feisty enough to trade for that number one pick? Would they be? So, for example, right? No, okay. When I you had you, this. I just no, feel so, like so, always, so, so, yeah, hold on, let, let, let me finish this thought out, though. So, if you're the if, if Houston Texans are picking number one, you know that they're going uh, quarterback, right? Quarterback. And more than and more than likely, they're probably taking Bryce Young. If the Panthers and also the five say, teams after the Bears, too, by the way, right, could arguably right. all take say, Let's just say you're the Panthers, and through your evaluation process. You fall head over heels in love with Bryce Young. Are the Panthers a team that would do like what Big Jordan says, a gangster move and move all the way up to the number one pick in the draft to get the guy that they want? I'll leave that that open to absolutely everyone. I think that all depends on what you're saying there is how in love are you with the quarterbacks that, that are there at number one? Like, like right. if you're completely in love with CJ Stroud or Bryce young, and you think they are without a doubt, the answer, then yeah, I think you give up heaven and earth to move to, to, to get them. That's what you're wanting to build your team around, but I don't think they're okay. sold on anybody to that extent. So no, I don't think they'll do it. Uh, the answer is this very simple. I know it. And that is it clearly and only contends on who the coach of the Panthers is. If it's a Steve Wilkes coach team, then no. I promise you this, is that if Steve Wilkes is named the head coach this year, you're not jumping up to number one and you're saying, oh, wow, this offensive coach right here is picking this or that. But if you courted a different coach who under the the kind of the pretenses of him coming there was starting a new era, then you would absolutely could believe it could happen. Right. But if you pick, if, if D'Amico Ryans is our head coach next year, we're not trading everything and going and getting him a quarterback and ask and pretending that his quarterback evaluation is going to make the difference or something like that. So if Steve Wilkes is the coach, if D'Amico Ryans is the coach, if, Anybody who isn't some sort of sexy offensive guy that you're ready to kind of latch everybody, handcuff the quarterback to that coach, not going to do that. Look at what the Texans did last year. Did the Texans let Lovey Smith pick the next quarterback of the future? No. Did, in many ways, did the Arizona Cardinals let Steve Wilkes pick their quarterback? No, they forced... No. Josh Rosen on him. So if Steve Wilkes is the coach, we're picking number nine or trading back. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, so I want to get CK and Greg in on this discussion, but I want to read right. this before I forget. Uh, uh, from my to, from my man, Steve Hagler says, I don't want to trade up. Just get best player available there. Thanks for the continued great work, guys. Thanks to you, Stephen. We appreciate your contribution to the C3 Panthers podcast, big guy. We appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, go ahead, guys. As CK is as CK is last. Greg Gardy did his. Oh, um, I don't know that. Again, I am completely against. I, I think it's important that 
we don't give away more than we need to number one um i don't want to move up i would only be interested in the idea of moving back um i don't and to your point earlier tony i don't think that i don't know enough about justin fields to say that he's worth our our number nine right Right. I mean, actually, that's a fair point because he runs the ball fen- phenomenally, but right. he barely throws for over 125 yards. And I don't know that that's because of offensive uh, right. play calling or lack of weapons or lack of protection, whatever that may be. He's an explosive player, but I don't know that I put him on that list of people that um, are going to be. I, honestly, like if you look at his. It's really easy to want to compare him and Cam Newton, but Cam Newton still had better passing stats than he did. Oh, by a mile. Right. And so I can't, it's just really hard for me to want to give up that type of capital. I would rather go BPA. Um, I'm not reaching for a quarterback. I'm tired of that. It hasn't worked for pretty much any quarterback on the face of the planet. I know. We uh, might get Zach Wilson off the waiver wire. Right. And so I'm just not going to be in the business of, uh, of, of giving away multiple assets to be able to do that, especially given that we are uh, trying to fill a few holes. And, uh, and we would like to be able to have this Christian McCaffrey trade feel like it's more than, than just one pick. You know what I, I mean? I'm with yeah. you, man. And the scary part about this is I have, well, not scary, is like I'm in an existential crisis on this question. Because I know what it's like to have a quarterback. Like, and I've been telling you guys this. I told, I've been telling you this. The land of being with knowing who your quarterback is is a better land than the land that you live in where you don't know who your quarterback is. And so I don't know if me saying BPA is me just being too wussy to gamble on not gamble but you know to push my chips on the quarterback i believe in i do right. believe this is that if you get a quarterback in the fifth round and he turns out to start for three or four years he should have been a first round pick who cares if you got good value or bad value with him but after watching this panthers team this year i don't really feel like we're quarterback away that's where i really like look at some things and i hate to say this as you say, That's what BPA. I've been yeah, is uh actually this is the scariest thing I'm gonna say. And don't worry, you will never hear me that we need to draft a tight end. Fuck all y'all people. Not nah, mm-hmm. I mean I love y'all people who listen, but don't worry, you ain't ever gonna hear me. I hope it far. happens in the first, in the first round, right? You're not against our... drafting a tight end, just not in the first round, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Never draft I, a tight I, end. I do want to see but I feel up. like we should probably draft a defensive tackle. Is that not yeah. the worst? Is it not? No, no, nope. You should not say yes, Cody, because you said you never draft a defensive tackle within the top 10. That was your rule. But like this team, as we look around it, it's got problems. Yeah. Maybe not problems. That's not the right word. Needs. Needs. There you go. Even on the defense. How about that? That's some bullshit. That's some bullshit that our defense still is the most needy creature on this bitch. After Matt Rule c- tried to go around and tell the world he fixed the Panthers' defense, yeah. So let me dude, ask you then. De- definitely, definitely. All right, you got. Uh, I got mad just because I want to draft uh, a defensive tackle now instead well, that, of a quarterback. Really- I feel so guilty. I feel. Sh- I feel like I need to take a bath. Yeah, shower. <laughs> that raises a good question for me. Then 
Uh, if you're not drafting quarterback, let's say we're not drafting quarterback, we don't trade up, and at number nine, you have any position to f- any position you want to fill. Who's the what's the position you're filling? For me, it's well, linebacker. I, I almost just want to say linebacker I'm, at this I'm picking point. Up a linebacker. Hey, uh, is that uh, yeah, the... stat, dude? Stats who has become dude the absolute coolest donates uh two dollars and he says Miles Murphy from from Clemson, the defensive end from Clemson. Okay, I read some article about a linebacker from Clemson the other day that was supposed to be. I don't believe in any defensive ends anymore. Simpson, y'all been trying to tell me all these defensive ends are going to be great, man. Brian Burns, how about this? Is did you see how did you guys feel about was them doing the Brian Burns Spider Man celebration a tribute to him? Were they saying that like that he's their mentor? Yeah, Yeah, like hey, we're doing. I was hoping that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why that's didn't he play today? No, I didn't think. I was just asking a question. I didn't have a thought about it. I had zero oh, okay. I questions about it. I had no opinions about yeah, it. I, thought, I just I wanted to know. Cool. I thought it was awesome. Why did know? he not play today? Uh, he had some, some some sort of knee injury, right? Ankle injury. Mean they just why, did... why Why should he play? Right. You I think that I mean? would be like, actually the. That's why I was. After Brady, the potential of an ACL tear. I asked the boys a question. I said, uh, do you think you're mad as a player if you're playing for literally nothing and you get hurt? Like, does that not? What like, if Bradley us- Bozeman would have gotten hurt today? Oh, that would have sucked. But do it. How about this? This season, it would have been so bad. How about this? How about this? How about this, right? Bradley Bozeman, Brady Christensen, and Corbett, the three of them are like one. If you lose out on one of those guys, you're losing out on your badass interior. And if right. you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, I'm telling you that the tackles are not the most important on football teams anymore. It's your interior. It's your guards in your center provides your quarterback the pocket. That's what allows you to be able to run through the A and B gaps. So, you know, I, I think that it was detrimental. I think that this was just as bad as if Bozeman went out. Thankfully, it's the last game of the season, so they now have all the time in the world to be able to heal up and and get better. I guess, you know? I guess, what I was asking Cody was not about like if some. It's think about this: is Bozeman is a entering a free agency year, so here is the, this is kind of a wild and cruel part about the game and the the business side of it is we're sitting here saying you should probably protect your assets like a DJ Moore like an Austin Corbett, people who are paid. Poor Bradley Bozeman got out there, got to go out there and play a game that is ultimately meaningless in so many ways, but it's incredibly meaningful to him. Well, he, you know, what if Bradley Bozeman would have set this game out like they set a bowl game out? (laughs) Ooh, what a crap. No, no, that might be like, would that hurt his stock? If yeah. he said this he said, is I yeah. would rather take a pay deduction instead for one game, right? Yeah. You get fined. You would get fined for stepping and away from does, the team. And Why would that hurt, hurt his stock? stock? I don't think it yeah, should. It does hurt your stock. No, the then it shouldn't hurt you if you sit out the bowl arresting. game then. So even Brian Byrne, but again, it's not a rest. Game, it's though. him but, saying I'm resting myself. On, right, but you have to understand that they have, you know, there's incentives on the contract. 
So if they're well, able to yeah, play, I mean, but we would game, not for guns. Bradley Bozeman. There ain't no incentive for Bradley nah, Bozeman. We don't, we don't know seven. that. And my point being, I if bet you a, money. How about this? How about this? Is this Brian Burns? I bet, had I a, bet had you a, money. There's no Brian incentive. Brian Burns had an ankle injury, but if you're a player that isn't the quarterback, I can go out on the field for the last game of the season. That's pussy. Well, you can't do that. no, I don't yeah, understand. And I can understand wow. that. But I th- then you should say that about bowl games. No, Tony, they are not getting paid for those bowl games. NIL is different. They've already made their NIL money at that point. They're not getting paid. Why would they? No, but what injuries? if you willingly say get, you can't take a sick day? If you, what do you go mean? I'm not saying he should draft. get paid. He will get. He would not get his. He would not get right. an eighteen, a seventeenth of his paycheck. He would right. be fined and not be. Would you willingly give up $27,000 if you're Bradley Bozeman? Think about that. When you've put on tape legitimate play in a, in a game where they're resting all the other players around them who have already been paid, would you as a – I don't think that would hurt. I think arguably is Brad – that maybe scared? That's playing scared. Playing scared? And, and, no, yes, no playing, it's just if you. If you okay, it's all right. Not, and maybe they should just play the bowl play game the then. Ball game. No, wow. if you they should just play the bowl play game. The scared ass bitches. Of an NFL season, then you're you're going out there playing as a free agent. Like you're going into a free agent. You could be hurt on well, a no, team where this play. means. Wow, it's different well, from college. How are we even NFL? friends? You've got to play. <laughs> Opposite So l- let me ask though, what is the question Damn. here? When you say what does it hurt him? Are you saying does it hurt his contract chances for next year? Yeah, is that that's what, what it's like. Okay. Is do you if um do you get a bunch of people like Cody out here coming around saying he's a pussy for not playing the game, or but do you say I this? Didn't call him a pussy. You I said if would he would. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't. But so you're not, not willing to say did, that about someone who makes a strategic sit out of a bowl game. Is today would be a strategic sit out if you're resting other players under the guise of injury. He doesn't set to lose as much money. The difference he paid in the in the off wow. season as a free agent. This mug never taking a day off of work. Versus How about if he this? fell in the draft. If you go from the top ten to like the bottom of the first round, if Bradley Bozeman blows out his ACL today, all right. Well, how much? How much does Bradley Bozeman lose if he blows blows out his ACL t- today? Guess what? He doesn't do. He doesn't get signed. Well, hold on. Can I can I comment on this? Because I think this is a situational type thing. Like, okay, we talked about this with uh, Henderson or whoever it was not coming out a couple weeks ago, and I said if you're getting paid to play the game and you're healthy, you should play. So I believe he should play this game. However, Tony, I do get your point. The thing is, with him specifically, I think it doesn't really matter with him. We need him. He knows we need him. So no matter what if he, he gets does, hurt, we he, don't he, need him anymore. ECL this game. I guarantee you, we still sign him. No way. Yeah, yes. I guarantee. No you. way. Yes, I guarantee you. Even if he tears his ACLs game, we still no sign way. him, and he knows I that. Think we, yeah, I he think knows so that. Gosh, y'all, are, y'all are crazy. He's He's crazy. Crazy. What a wild season! Like what a wild season where Cody Lashney goes give becomes the person to 
give it, do it for the Gipper or whatever. And now Tony Dunn is over here saying Bradley Bozeman should have been extended weeks ago. How about that? The Panthers uh, should have extended him weeks ago. No, I have said that before. Lies. Lies. Can I, can I ask a question to you, Tony? Are, are we the ones that crazy if all of us are on the same page and you're the one that's completely different? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're the old ball. You're the old, you're the old <laughs> curmudgeon, dude. And, and, and listen, the, how, many how much would how much was would he have lost this year? I just feel like this, it would be a financial thing. If you're saying that we need him no matter what, for yeah. him, his financial interest is to not get hurt in this final game. Sure. He's already proven it. So if you're going to protect somebody, if the Panthers are going to protect a player who is under contract by not playing them, right? So imagine if you had a quarterback who you believed in and you knew this game was meaningless today, you would not play him because you're trying to protect your asset, right? You are protecting something that matters to you. You're, well, you're Bradley Bozeman... Bradley Bozeman could protect his own interest is what I'm saying. Why wouldn't he protect his own interest and say this? Is it is only I put because enough he's on agent? tape? Yeah, he's about to be. Yeah, like if he gets hurt, it's like this. Is that for him, He this is the moment. He's so on a one-year deal. Would you think differently if Brady Christensen sat out today? Well, first, he's under contract for more than one year. He's still got multiple years, I think, on his contract. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Mm, I don't know. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, he has time. Like, he would be giving up more than one game. So, you're saying it's just I'm telling him Bradley to take Bozeman a sick stand. game so he doesn't get hurt. Right. But you're saying just because Bradley Bozeman stands to make a good chunk of cash in free agency. Correct. He, if you were him, you wouldn't have played today. Correct. Hmm. We're gonna have to agree to disagree, man. That's, I think that's an NBA there problem play. right there. To be honest with you, no, I mean, and, like you are ready to do it for somebody that you want to protect because of your team interest. You want to protect players because of your team interest. You want to sit players, rest players. Hell, I would have not played DJ today. Hell, I would have not played. You know what I'm saying? Like, is this? DJ You're was going make... for no. You had to play DJ. DJ was Why? going for a Why? thousand. That's just sentimental, bro. That's just sentimental. It's just sentimental. You have to when you sign no, a contract. Claire. No, when you sign a contract to agree to take a or to play 17 games in a year, you should meet your obligations. No, I'm Whereas saying the Panthers should have. You're not listening. You're not listening. I'm saying the Panthers should have oh. not played DJ today. I'm not saying DJ shouldn't have said that. I'm saying the Panthers should have said, look, we are not going to make the playoffs. We're not going to do nothing. You're very important to our team. We've paid 70 fucking million dollars for you or whatever it is. We need you next year, not this game. I would have not played DJ more today. So pay him and don't play him? Give him yes, his for today. million dollars he makes today and don't play him? Yes, okay. I feel like, am I speaking a it different sounds, language? It sounds easy from a guy who's not paying the money. Tony, they <laughs> I mean, signed a contract to you know, play that. 17 games. Uh, you're not, you, you're making you a weird... No, DJ Moore, si you're wrong. You're wrong. They signed a contract to play a certain amount of years. No, so they, DJ, do. They, they get paid per game. 
I understand yeah, that. But game. DJ Moore has a contract for 60 games. Bradley Bozeman has a contract for 17 games. I'm not Dude. saying DJ Moore should sit out. I'm saying the it doesn't Panthers matter. should You're sit. Playing. You should play. No, and they're never oh going gosh. to. I feel like I bad on players when they don't play in their bowl game. I must be living in a fucking. Too, so you know, I, I disagree with Tony here, but I think that's bullshit. That man, maybe they should have just played. Maybe they should have played Tom Brady today to the <gasps> end. <laughs> that's my the, fucking point. No, it's not. But they it's not the same thing at all. Like, They're going into a playoff game. Why would you want to get hurt before your playoff game? There's a difference between two, dude. That's not even the other part. Okay. The other part, Tony, oh is God. you got I, 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 the part of it that because I mean, part of me was thinking the same thing. I was um, like, why would you not rest your your starters? And you know, kind of like why why put them at risk? And now you have Brady Christensen who might not even be able to play until halfway through the season yeah. next year because of a, and a, we have a lower draft, right? a higher draft or b- worse draft pick today. Right. Wow, so, everything is fucking better. We got two part, important people hurt. You got to keep in mind there's a couple part there's another part to this too and that is if Bradley Bozeman is looking for a contract for instance right and he tells the Panthers I'm not going to play today right then that's going to be things that are going to be heard across the league that's not going to be something that's just heard like that's going to show very much a a sense of selflessness right or selfishness and I think that that would be uh that's something that doesn't just stick in the Panthers organization that's going to be okay. told everywhere I th- yeah, you know what? I think it's fucked up. I think it, excuse me, my kid just walked down and just dropped an F-bomb. I think it's fucked up that we got to give that argument to that player and say he didn't show enough, but then we can allow teams to be soulless-ass bitches that cut yeah. people at every moment. So, no, like, I, I mean, I understand, like, that's what I'm kind of asking here is would that PR hit? Imagine if you're the guy who has done enough to know that that team needs you, that other teams want you. And you just say this, like, Hey, I've, my, my shit's on tape already. My neck I mean, hurts. You know what is? I don't know. I think that PR hit would hit for five minutes. And then I think a team that needs a center that knows that that was about $2 million would just be no. So, you know, what is, I'm tired of the whole, oh, we want the teams need all this. And they're soulless creatures themselves. Yeah. No, and I, you're I, not wrong, Tony. Yeah, I, I want to make that clear. I mean, it's it's not – it's there. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here, but we also don't know that Bradley Bozeman didn't want to play, right? right? No, I mean, I just don't know if him – like, what could he have done today ultimately that would have increased his stock? Right. Think go about that. Is, go out there. How about this? Go out there and battle with your teammates for a fucking W against your division rival. Oh, and that's right. That's what it did. You're accountable to your teammates. As has well. the offensive line look like trash today? Okay. We're we're this also answering people. two different questions here, y'all. We're at, like in this argument, we're answering two different questions. One is go should he calls. do it? Like, is it right morally? Should he do it? The other is, does it hurt his stock if he does it? If he does it. Like we're we're asking two different questions in this whole argument well, here. Like, I, I think him. that no, it doesn't hurt his stock, but no, I also don't think he should do it. Like so, so hey, I think I would have called it. Hold on, 
Well, look, no, Antonio, look, you're the one that started this, and don't get mad at me for dragging on further. If if you go out there, hey, it might not be fair, but you don't know that the organization wouldn't hold it against you. It, who cares that you're making a business move? You chose not to play and go out there with your teammates, and you chose to not get paid for it. So absolutely, dude, if you're both, dude, they would have down on a player that did that. By the way, what you're talking about, I don't know if any player has ever done that ever. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell sat out of season. Oh, not the final game, but there have been players who sat out the whole fucking season. And he got traded. Look, look, and made a bunch of money. Look, two super chats, and then we're going to hit these calls. White Chocolate Espresso uh, with the 199, he says, so should all starters play during the preseason? No, the preseason doesn't mean shit. Oh, the well, then today didn't anything. either. Thank you, bro. Man, he they wants to be my son. Uh, Next. Panther, Panther Blues with the 199 Love Bomb says, keep in mind, Bozeman wants to stay here. Yeah, he did the right thing by the team and for the Let's team. Say he did the and wrong, I think dude. that the team is going to reward him. All right. Next call. Hey, I'll tell you what. Uh, so I'm excited about right today's now. win. I was excited that we won. I know a lot of people probably Shut wanted up. to come out here and lay over and get a better draft pick, but quite frankly, there's a lot of good players in the draft. There's a lot of fucking draft busts. You can draft at number one or number 30, and you can still get a bust. We weren't going to get a quarterback anyways. I personally want a defensive a defensive lineman or a linebacker. You know, I don't know. what. I guess, what do y'all think about trading up for a quarterback? I don't think we should. I just think we should build the team. Uh, and the biggest thing I was rooting for today was Steve Wilkes. I mean, this team, if you, I truly want Steve Wilkes to come back. And if you want him to come back, then you needed this team to come out and fight and play. Yeah, like we they wanted this Steve one, Wilkes to come back. And they absolutely did. The offense was uh, terrible a lot of the game. Uh, I thought Sam Darnold outside of those picks really didn't play that yeah, bad. He did everything he could. He got out of the pocket. He was scrambling. Right, and he threw it away. And he didn't make. Outside of those interceptions, he didn't make a bunch of terrible mistakes. I don't know why we keep snapping the ball early, but I thought this was a huge game for getting Steve Oaks to come back because that defense played with a fire under him. They had some huge stops on third down. They had a huge stop on fourth down. They had a huge stop right after the second Sam Darnold interception, and I thought it was huge that Sam, after that pick, bounced back, went right down the field, had a big run, big throw, and uh, Eddie Pinheiro, another one of the biggest reasons I think Steve Oak is such a great coach. I mean, so many coaches would have just given up on Steve on, on their kicker and just caught him after a game like he had against the Falcons. But I think that really shows how good of a coach he is, the way we are able to let Eddie Pinheiro bounce back because kicking is such a mental game. And he was, he was able to get the team to rally around him. And I thought that was really special. And another question I have is, if Steve Wilkes does come back, do you think Ben McAdoo comes back as the offensive coordinator? Uh, it wouldn't be my favorite choice. I, I could, I just, I don't know how his relationship is with him, but I guess, do you think that Ben McAdoo should come back? And I thought today's game was huge. And do you think that this game solidifies or at least helps Steve Wilkes' case for getting the job? Because if they'd come out here and laid an egg, I'll tell you what, he definitely wasn't going to get. He definitely wasn't going to get the job. So I was pretty happy with today overall. Who do you think we should draft? Do you think we should trade up in the draft? Thank y'all for the podcast. I've been calling in a long time. I never leave a name. I thought I was somebody else last time. Yeah, we heard this it's one, yeah. Civil Peach. I'm going by that from now on. Play the, oh, Happy uh, Seasons, boys. Yeah, I'll we listened the to the whole so, song. Did you mute me? Why didn't no. you mute me? 
Because I didn't know when you would even know when to come back if you would even know it. I had to take a leap. Oh, my God. Sorry. Play the right call, damn it. That was messed up. Man, that really hurt my argument. We love that call. That was like me not playing the final game. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Shit. Or you you missing the game when it's a goal, right? It's the growl that makes him howl, a.k.a. Joey the Blind Panther. I know we have one of his. I don't know about this one. Uh, I got something to say. You know he has. Check this out, dude. Based on what Chuba Hubbard has been able to do ever since Steve Wilkes took over and how he's like, you know, he's been blossoming and stuff. You know what that means? That means that Matt Rule's wife is a better talent evaluator (laughs) than Matt Rule. Why didn't we just let Matt Rule's wife be the interim head coach? That's funny. Oh, God, nice. <laughs> I mean, myself. Dude, right after probably, I make a no good point. There's no way she could have been worse. No. Right after well, I make a good do, point. You didn't do that either, you know? So, <laughs> you're down I'll bad. Ouch, yeah. dude. Good to matter of opinion, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. What's going on? This is Jay Anson hitting y'all up. Um, congratulations well, to Steve Wills. He got more wins than Matt Poole. Hey. The Panthers got more wins. What that five? Thank God. But I, I got I just got this one thing, man. Uh, Mike Shula is a better OC than no, Ben McAdoo, man. Oh, ben McAdoo oh, is dude. not dude, a good. Shula I mean, fucking good, bro. The dude run. The dude run play is just trash. I'm like, dude, what? You ain't he got nothing but it. up the middle and. A little to the right or something like that. Like his run play call is bad. A little to the right. And I know, like I said before, I mean, like I said yesterday, people saying that Sam Donald should they should be more aggressive with Sam Donald. I know some people complaining that they ran the play third and nine and stuff like that. I'm like, if you Sam Donald is not that quarterback that you can trust to throw the ball down the field. The man had two interceptions. He underthrows the he underthrows. Two balls to DJ. And it just, I mean, he made that great, granted he made that great throw at the clutch, you know, to get us in field goal range, but, man, he, they better not break him back. I hope he will get the job, and I hope um, if he does get the job, I hope he um, get that office, get that quarterback coach from Philadelphia. I think he'll be a good offensive coordinator. Um. Man, I just, you know, glad the season is over for them. They can, you know, they can um, really get down to business and really find the coaching and do better for next year. All right. All right. Thanks for the call, man. Let's call keep going. Podcast brothers, how y'all doing? It's G. Cavassier. Excuse my well, voice. Jim. I got a mask on. I'm at work right now. Hey, man. Seven and ten, man. That was an ugly game. That was an ugly game. But, hey. I'd rather have an ugly win than a beautiful loss, man. And I'm glad this season is over, man. Seven and ten, man. Uh, you know what tomorrow is, fellas. Everybody know what tomorrow is. It's Black fucking Monday. If Steve Wilkes survive, I don't know, man. I really want Hallboard to come to the, to the Panthers. I ain't going to lie. But we will see. But uh, give me your thoughts on that, y'all. The season is over. It's draft time now, y'all. Keep pounding. Uh, 
interesting way of putting it too, right, is while tomorrow is the day that we hear of all the coaches being fired, I don't think Steve Wilkes will technically be fired, will he? Like, will his just contract end as it is here, right, interim coach? So, like, yeah, the Panthers can't come. They're not going to come out and say we fired Steve Wilkes, right? They technically haven't hired him to be the head coach, right? So, right. tomorrow we're going to hear some names, but I think it's going to be names like Kingsbury. It's going to be names like potentially the Bears coach. Um, I, Will they say they fired Jeff Saturday? How about that? No. Yeah. You I think you fired so. Jeff Saturday. Right. Okay, that's what I was just trying to. No, 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 I think there's a difference between not fired. Breaks up at the end of this year. That's like he's not fired. He's just not resigned. That's like saying you fired Brian Burns if you don't resign him. I just don't think uh, like we're not going to hear Wilkes name tomorrow. Hey, I I, I did want to bring this up. Uh, I brought this up earlier, and we kind of glossed over it. So this year we were supposed, you know, the Rams were going to trade for Brian Burns for next year's first-round draft pick. But now all the rumors are is that Sean McVay is probably not going to be the coach next season. Why? So, He's going to retire? Uh, going to go uh, into the broadcast. Yeah, and like it's people in the organization, or at least this is what they said on Fox NFL Sunday, that people in the organization uh, feel like it would be more of a surprise if he did come back and coach wow. next year. I heard some people so, describe it as visible burnout. Yeah, so my thing is, dude, if you're, you know, again, we love Brian Burns, but we've been having this conversation that show out this moments possible. You know, if they end up having a top five pick next year, and that could have been, Brian, you know, the Brian Burns pick, maybe, and if the quarterback class next year is better than this one, which I do think it is, did we pass up on a potential good opportunity to have a really high draft pick that we don't even have to, you know, it's not even our pick. Well, when did anybody think they were going to have a good pick? I mean, a bad pick, you know, I mean, like, uh, we all watched the Rams play this year. We even watched them at the trade deadline. They still stunk then. So this is like the same question about Brian Burns and the trade that's existed the entire time. It's just, here's the thing. We're not coming off a two sack game for Brian Burns. You know, it's like every, this is, it gets so, I mean, I won't say so annoyed because I love talking about this crap. That's why it's the longest running Panthers podcast on the internet. But isn't this the same exact conversation? Right. Is, is Brian Burns a necessity for this team in the core or couldn't you add players in the fact like, I mean, we could have had this same exact conversation um, and it really doesn't matter if it's a seven or a 12. I mean, yeah, what I mean, are the Rams picking right now? Right. I mean, like really is no, but again, in fact, it's not, it's uh, Baker not. Mayfield going to them. Actually imagine if we would have just kept Baker and stashed him on the practice squad, they would even be worse now. Yeah. Right. But remember it's not this year. It's the year after. Or it's not, or it's not. Do they not have one next year? They don't have one next year. No, 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 no. I'm saying they don't. They don't have one for. So if we would have traded Burns, they didn't have a first round pick this year. Okay, so they would have had to give their twenty four and five up. 
Right, which is where well, it then that you know, well, then no, then I guess the answer comes back to exactly is those are too that's too far in the future for it to really be that relevant, and, unless you're not going to sign Brian Burns. They have to, huh? They have to now that they didn't make the trade, right? Yeah. I oh, yeah, so. I do. If you don't, if you don't, you look like uh, you just dumb on your face, yeah. And, and he's better every season than the last. You know, he broke man. I don't even think those are questions, record. though. I think the question is this: is that if you let him walk and you didn't give up a- get assets for him, then you're the dummy, right? And I mean, isn't yeah, this the kind of the similar conversation? I mean, like we could go back to Curtis Samuel, we could go back to Cam Newton. We and and can we remind that we got more? fucking trade capital for Taylor Heineke than we did for Cam Newton. Right. What did that do for this organization? Just cutting Cam Newton. They could have at least traded Cam for a fifth. I mean, I would have been still irate and pissed as fuck, but think about the craziness. Thank you, Matt fool. Thank you, Matt Mm -hmm. fool. And all these cats for getting us more trade capital for Taylor Heineke than any of these other players that are valuable. So if they let Brian Burns walk and I've, and I'm, you know, I'm not the one that says he should be paid the most money in the world, theoretically, but now you got to, that's my point. We're back in the corner. We need Brian Burns more than he needs us. Numbers two, five, two, 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 eight, fifty, ninety eight. Hey, C3. Uh, this is a uh, Panther fan. Twenty two, twenty two. Man, that was such a underwhelming, disappointing, most boring win that I think I've ever seen the Panthers have. But it's a win nonetheless, and that's what counts. Appreciate all y'all done this year. Can't wait for this off season. Honestly, till the end of that game and until that field goal went in, Wilkes looked defeated, and he looked like ruled it after the 49ers game. Right. I really think all these reports coming out, they just they got to him, and he didn't want to be there today, and I don't blame him. But there's no telling what Tepper's going to do with their new coach, if he'll be our new coach or whoever, but I'm along for the ride. Lifelong Panther fan, always going to be, unless they move, and if they do, then fuck them. But <laughs> until then, keep pounding. Appreciate all y'all Great do. Call. It's a fantastic. Uh, I can't call. wait to go over some of this draft stuff and, and start looking forward to the future. Y'all have a good afternoon. I promise you this. If this team moves, this podcast is not following. Yeah, we'll I'm not. Hurricane, we'll uh, yeah, we're going to change something. We're going like, to have to yeah, we're gonna change sports. I, mean, I'm, I promise you. It's I just going to be me and Tony arguing team. about dumb shit. No, we got to bring everybody back. We got to do a lot, but you're right. Hurricanes. We do need to keep the Carolinas in mind, but I don't even want to talk about that. Um, I do want to talk about briefly, and we mentioned it earlier about Wilkes body language. Um, As you watch Wilkes is what, what he has been able to do. His biggest selling, it's not biggest selling point. The most admirable thing that he has done is taken chicken shit and turned it into chicken salad, like you said, a team that looked listless, a team that um, lacked all the things that 
Matt Rule tried to say that they were building in the background. And what Steve Wilkes took was a roster that was the same, if not worse. He, um, as coach, think about this. He's coached with less coaches, right? Like, so when they fire these coaches, they haven't been just adding a bunch of assistants to come in. He has been working with a skeleton crew. Imagine that is like the last you, you go into a restaurant. This restaurant is supposed to be the nicest restaurant in the world. How many of you seen come to your town, right? This nice restaurant. They put all this money into this restaurant, all these people, and they never ran a restaurant before. Right. And everybody's excited about this restaurant coming in. The staff ain't, ain't working together. Those restaurants go out of business. That restaurant that was going out of business took the line cook, maybe not a line cook, but like the manager of a night shift or something and say, hey, you got to take over this mess real quick. He fired half of the staff and they worked better. The food got better. The service got better. And the, and the restaurant actually stopped losing money. They started making money. That is what Steve Wilkes did. That is yeah. what he did with this team. And as you saw him on the sideline, you saw he cared. And today, I'm not going to say he didn't care. That's not what I mean. But I think he's right. Is Did he realize today that whatever he did probably didn't matter? Isn't that a sad probably. thing? Probably. You're not in control yeah. of your fate at all, basically. Yeah. That's a tough thing. I mean, I didn't want to. Well, I mean, if like, I was him, I wouldn't want to be there either. Yeah, I mean, he's getting older, too. It's like, you know, you want to be able to do this while you still have the capability to do it, you know? Um, he looked dude, dejected. They, they, I don't know. Do you think he looked defeated, dejected? How did you guys interpret his look today? Wait, do, do you know what's funny about looks, though? He kind of always has that look. Like I was, I joked on Twitter the other night. He went to a Hornets game, and I put on Twitter like he just wanted to go home. Why does his face look like it's way past? His, you know, like he looks yeah, like he's he just ready. like God. I don't want to be here. Yeah, he looks like he was ready. Like he doesn't really look like a. He kind of has that Ron Rivera thing to him, where he's kind of all strong. I don't think he looked like that in a lot of our games, though. I think he looked one hundred emotionally invested. And to make a, here's a dad joke for you or whatever. My son is on the, has been doing the swim team. I stupidly don't, don't encourage your children to go onto the swim team. Oh, it's tough. It's one of the toughest sports there is. Oh, who cares how tough it is? You know, who it's tough on my ass when I got to take them to swim practice at 6 a.m. Right. And so I was like, shit, why did I encourage this dude to take this sport where I got to get up early as fuck for no reason, not no reason. Um, But my son, so like you want to support your kids, right? You love right. your children. And he had a swim meet yesterday. The way swim meets, swim meets are not meant to be spectator sports, right? They're just not designed. They're not in stadiums. Mm-hmm. Right. Like is like, and yeah. so parents are all fucking crowded in this indoor pool area, people are bringing their family members. We're bringing our own chairs. It's over. And my son said this, he said, there's going to be two or three extra teams at this meet than usual. And it's already crowded as 
you know what. Mm-hmm. And so I'm taking right. I'm taking him. I'm taking to me. He's like, well, and and I, he was like, uh, well, you don't have to come if you don't want to. And I was like, well, I want to be a dad who encourages their son, but I don't want to go to swim. Like in my mind, <laughs> I, I don't, don't want to go to swim. What I want to do is be a dad who is a good dad for his kid. But I really don't want to go this fucking swim meet and sit half the time and read a book for 40 minutes as I wait for the next seven events to happen, the next eight heats. I felt like Steve Wilkes today was like me going to swim meet. He wanted to be a good dad, but he didn't want to be at the fucking swim meet. Uh, I think he was ready to go. I think when you're at the end of the season, like right now, the – uh, Cardinals are getting thumped by the 49ers, you know, and it's like when you're done and your team is bad, yeah, you have to think after a full NFL season, coach or player, you're ready to fucking head to the Especially shit. when you hear all the news about the Harbaugh stuff and this and that. The number's 252-228-5098. Only two more calls. We do, I guess what we should probably do is actually talk maybe four or five minutes about the game and some of the players will do our dab on them, our towels of shame. So you can get uh, last calls coming in right now, 252-228-5098. Hey, guys, I just want to throw my opinion on quarterback. Let me, let me tell you something. If you think that you're going to hire a new head coach, likely a offensive coordinator who has had never, who, who never has, has any experience being a head coach in the NFL, and you're going to tell him you're going to draft a quarterback in the top 10 and who may or may not be ready to start. And the only other guy on that roster is going to be Matt Corral. You're crazier because ain't no NFL coach going to do that. Okay. Now you can get a sucker like Matt rule to do that, but you're not getting a real NFL coach to do that. Okay. So, so, so ask yourself, realistic options, who's going to be available for quarterback and who will come here just because they like it here? Sam Donald, you're not going to get anybody else to come here just because they like it here. So you are paying them money. Slow your roll. But that doesn't mean Sam's the future. That doesn't mean Sam's the heir apparent to nobody. That just means he's going to be a good backup for a couple of years. Okay, that's not robbing Matt Corral because Matt Corral compete for a job. Because right now, Matt Corral hasn't even earned the right to say he's a true NFL quarterback. And Sam Howe has. Let's remember something. We won that game today, but a backup offensive lineman got the touchdown and a kicker kicked the game-winning three points to win the game. Y'all have a great day. He's not wrong. All right. He didn't win the game, nor did he lose the game. <laughs> hey. Yes, Next call. Good Lord. This is me, C-Dog, like 1083. What's up, C-Dog? Man, uh, a lot to take away from the season. Well, uh, number one thing, Matt Rude got fired. So we finally got his trash ass the fuck out of Charlotte. Number one, number two, Phil Snow ass up out of here. <laughs> number three would be McAdoo. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, even if Steve Wilson returned that head coach, I don't see Steve Wilson bringing yeah. him back. Now. I agree. Get rid of him. And after what we've seen today, I don't want to hear no more about them, Darnold. He isn't it. We need to goddamn keep him as a goddamn cheap ass backup and goddamn let Matt Corral start like the fifth game next season. Let Shout out to you guys in the whole wait. C3 podcast. <laughs> uh, whenever you come in here, make sure you hit the uh, like button. Make sure you subscribe. Hey. They got uh, Tuesday shows. They got the uh, the Friday free fall. And we got the, uh, the Sunday simulation preview and the uh, after show. But anyways, it's all we got the NG baby, the motherfucking goat. You know, but I am kind of happy because, you know, we, we haven't had meaningful football in a long time. And uh, nobody's seen us making the playoffs after Matt Rule got fired. And Steve Wilkes won seven games without McCaffrey. And he started one and five. You know, so big props. Shout out to the guy there, Steve Wilkes. I wanted him to get, you know, see what he can do with his own offseason and, and the draft with the players he want to bring in and build his defense up like he wanted to with a key pound of mantra. What song is that? I really can't play that. That's my favorite. I really can't play, you know. But, uh. Yeah, you can. We've been complaining about Maximize our draft picks. And if we can, we need to draft Cam Smith from uh, South Carolina, J.C. Horn teammate. And if we can, get that middle linebacker from Oregon because we got two second-round picks. So we can get both of them in the second round or third round, so I would be real happy, you know. But uh, I hope everybody had a great Sunday. Uh, Was that it? Must be. G, you're the man, Thanks, dude. Uh, Appreciate it. I prematurely it. cut it off. I'm sorry, G, if I did. Sea dog, I'm you probably did. No. Shut the fuck up. Um, are, are we really at this point? The final game of the season, this is where we're at, Cody. Really? Yeah. I mean, dude, this is this is, this is is where we're at. You know, we're here. Uh, drama, drama, dude. Fucking drama, drama. And uh, you're wrong about uh, Eddie Pinero, and <laughs> you're wrong about Chuba Hubbard, and you're wrong about Bozeman not playing the last game. And, you know, you're just wrong. We still love you. You're great. We love Wait you forever. Guess where you're, you're at. Where you're I guess. Where? Fourth pain now. Oh. Uh, really? <laughs> I you want to be like not. that? <laughs> yeah. Because, man, guess how are we you're at? this? You're Podcast, dude. I vetoed you. You're no longer here. There's no more Tony L. Sorry. I don't even know where you went. How long do you think I'm going to have to bring him back in? Or do you think he'll put himself back in? Oh, yeah, make me do it? Oh, you bastard. Fine. Yep, and move me back to my spot, motherfucker. <sighs> Thank you. Jerk. No. Not even. Um, wow. I mean, you know what is, uh, first of all, I don't ever get mad in the long term about any of this. First of all, I love a that we have a diversity of opinions. Like, or else this would be the, it wouldn't even be, I mean, first of all, it might be the most boring podcast there is. Maybe not the most, <laughs> but definitely not the 
most entertaining one. But if we all shared the same opinion, it would not be better. So I do love that. We all are disagreeing. I'm just I'm surprised at this point in the season after this season that we have viewed it differently. And maybe let's maybe let me ask this. Maybe ask it. Maybe instead of assuming how you have viewed it. It is the final post game show. The Panthers have won this at the last moment after getting bludgeons, honestly beat up for the entire game. Sam Darnold made like one play, you know, that put them in field goal range. No, I mean, like literally. And it, I mean, actually, I thought his best play, he made some great plays. They were just throwing the ball out of bounds as his line just let people go after him. But yep. this game was a, we won, it was an ugly win, right? I mean, if you believe otherwise, then you're just silly. Um, what yeah. are your feelings about this season at the end? Like, how do you see as this final post game comes? And again, I started with this stupid thing of this, like how bizarre this game was, was this a win or loss? And I don't want it to be an either or how do you interpret the ending of this season? Because we saw bar, I saw Barno could blow up on this dude. I was like, Oh, shit. Maybe I'll get excited about him. And the guy goes, Well, that's what you do when a tight end's blocking. I was like, Shit. He ain't even going against an offensive lineman. He just had to steal your joy. Right, right. So, where are you in what has to me been a roller coaster of a season of enjoyment? It's been an exciting one. But where are you after this game today? In the final post game seat? I don't know. You guys fucking asked the question. <laughs> I look. We didn't end up the way that uh, the way that we wanted to, but uh, did look, you end up? Did we end up differently than you real. expected us to, Greg? Do you have the note? Do you know what we what did, did we say we were gonna be? Me and Greg did work out that we think they are our predictions from when, unless you found the updated one. You I guys didn't find all the had uh, positive predictions. This I is, think I was the yeah. only person that had them under five hundred on this podcast. This is pre um, Baker Mayfield trade. I had him at eleven and six. Cody had him at eleven and six. <laughs> CK had ten and seven. And Tony, you were eight and nine. Not far off. The Tony. closest, Tony. Yeah, you were the closest. Eight I, and nine I thought I been, was. Playoff. What was the? Playoffs, I thought Greg and, and I made a bet that we wouldn't be. They wouldn't make six. Was that last year? I said they wouldn't make six games. Somebody owes me five bucks. By the way, when I made that, I'll give you five bucks. I don't know. Sam would get benched for Matt Corral, and Matt Corral would have an offensive rookie of the year type season. That's what I was hoping for when I made those picks, but that didn't fucking. Well, I mean, it was like uh, we didn't ask what you were hoping for. We asked what you thought the end of the season was going to be. Oh, I saw this. Um, CK, this is messed up. I love the internet always takes shots at all of us. Just like you guys take shots at the old man here. Um, Some guy on in the YouTube comment said, how about that dude that didn't take that 110% payout on the Panthers? I know, right? That's what he said. I was like, damn. We told him to go for the big money. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know what? We should have won that game last week, too, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Think about Honestly, that. if we had won that game, I might have today out. would be one hundred. Would they have still given it to you? 
Oh yeah, they would have. If we had won that game, would have gone week, up. It would have gone up. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, big time. No, imagine how different this would have been today. All right, let's just look back briefly over the game. What stands out to you? Um, I mean, we didn't talk about the game at all. We just kind of talked about the circumstances of the Panthers. Uh, they gave up gashing. That got gashed on the ground by Alvin Kamara early in this game. Yeah. Defense continues to look bummy. All right. Not great. I was, uh, I don't know. You guys tell me. What did you think about? I mean, give me some specifics about the game. Something other than us just arguing theoretically about this team. What you saw in the final week. Did you see any players that potentially you want to see some development out of that uh, showed something out. Uh, what what did you think about this game? Well, I I can say realistically, <clears throat> although the defense didn't play great, they I mean they they didn't play bad. I mean we let an opening drive up in the first drive of the game, and then we held the team scoreless the rest of the game. Now, granted, there were two missed field goals, but that means we at least held them out of the end zone for the rest of the game. So yeah. as bad as we want to give the team for this credit, they held this team to seven points. Like what it, did you think about the game, play? Defense didn't play bad. Sorry. Well, you're no, no, don't apologize because you're making a great point. But when you're talking <clears throat> about that, what about the Andy Dalton missed? They could have had like a 70 yard touchdown, Andy Dalton to the Chase other Hill. quarterback. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that happens every game. There's how many times have we said Cam Newton or Baker Mayfield right. or Darnold had a guy wide open downfield, didn't even see him. I mean, it, it's part of the game. Bro, the Washington Commanders are up 20 to 6. Sam Howell's out there dealing, and people in here saying Corral better than Howell. He is. Wow. He didn't get the opportunity to show it, but he is. You're not going to sit there and tell me that Howell's a better player than Matt Corral. I will not stand for it. I won't stand for anybody. I don't ever stand. Jack Prescott you know what, is dude? garbage. Matt Corral is the fucking guy. And, he's just and how wild is it that the Redskins, not, excuse me, the Commanders, yeah, watch them racial slurs. <laughs> Man, all right, all right. Um, I'm just fucking The fact right. is this, is that we, all right, so one of the things was, as we went into this game, and while we're searching for something as, like a specific to talk about the game, which I do want to talk about why Terrace Marshall Jr. is not a bigger part of this team right now. Um, as we sit there and look at that, we have been looking ahead of this week. Ron Rivera missed the missed out last week. He said he didn't even realize that their team was about to be eliminated from the playoffs. And they're sitting here beating the Dallas Cowboys in week 16. This is a big deal, right? Is like it sucks. How about this? Is we were we won. Is there something different? Is there anything different today about the Panthers winning this game? And the commanders, the commanders are going out there and smoking a team that's about to go into the playoffs. Well, yeah, we barely won against the team who's not going to playoffs. But guess what? We're still hurting each of our prospects for next year. Is it a so, so Eric victory? I think they call it. That's why I say that he's wrong. That we should have kept Ron Rivera because last what, what was it last week against the Browns? Is that you know they they put Carson Wentz back in the lineup instead of uh, Taylor Heineke? But what was one of the criticisms we always had of Ron Rivera? He would never play his young players enough. And look at Sam Howell right now. If they would have let's talk with about the young that today with our team, bit, a, 
a little bit earlier, maybe they would be in a better position than they are now. And, and I honestly, and okay, bringing it to our team, Thank that's you. why I think a lot of people have a lot of trepidation for about Steve Wilkes going forward. Because like it or not, he has this kind of old school mentality attached to him. So, you know, you might be thinking, uh, oh, how about this? We had a very similar Cade situation. Mays. That's what I was, yes. I was, I was setting yes. you up. I was yes. setting you up. Yes. I was trying to give, I was trying to lob you the softball, baby. Yeah, no, well, I, let me do it. I hate it. Uh, fucking <laughs> when Steve Wilkes puts in Michael Jordan at left guard instead of Cade right. Mays. Why are you not using this opportunity to get your rookie players some legit film to know what they need to work on and to know if they're going to be able to play meaningful football for you next Let's year? Play Josh Norman. Yeah, dude. The whole, <laughs> well, dude when, it's I, crazy to me, man. You have to can, play your young players. I can agree with you to a certain point, but when Michael Jordan was the only touchdown we had today, I can't. I can't say it's for this oh, specific Kate argument. Could have gotten that for this too. specific argument, you can't. I can't say that. I know. Look, he fell on a fumble. He, he was the fumble. worst player and fumble. made the best play of the day. Right. The worst play. A broke clock is right twice a day. Yeah. He was terrible. Dude. He was so bad. Yeah, and if you so could. Bad. He was. And you know what? I didn't even have a problem against him until certain people continued to tell me how bad Brady Christensen was. Because of this guy. And I was like, what the yeah, fuck? Who is, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't even hate him. And I don't even hate him. But he's he's been terrible the whole time. Yeah, And I do believe and, this. And- I'm not a football, again, football, expert football fan. Not a football expert. I just use the eye test. I feel like he's too tall to be a guard. Right. It's yeah. like, is that, you know I what I'm saying? That. I feel, isn't being super tall, like six, six or whatever. Isn't that helpful when you're a tackle and you got long arms, but being a guard, you want to be pad level, which you maybe I'm using. Right. Right. You want to get on. And isn't it harder for a guy who is six, seven to do that against Aaron Donald, who is six, three. Right. Is like, I don't want him to be tiny. I'm not saying, but is having, I don't know if that's the best attribute for him. I feel like he's built, but it's kind of like when people said, uh, who was that guy that we traded to the dolphins or went to the dolphins? Who was a second round pick. Oh, fucking Greg little. Right. When they said, put him in that guard. And a, you said he didn't have the mentality for being a guard, but B, his skill set doesn't lend towards him being a guard. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, it isn't, and that's just how I feel with Michael Jordan. I didn't even hate on him, but he was just terrible the whole time. He's just running around and falling everywhere. He looked like a clumsy giant. Yeah. And by he the looked way, like that's a that's baby gazelle or some and, shit. And, and it, but this, this is what drives home the point though. If you're Steve Wilkes, you already know who Michael fucking Jordan is. And so do other people on this team, like James Campen. Uh, use it and okay, if it wasn't for Corbett going down, we wouldn't have ever seen Cade May. So eventually we did see Cade. But still, it why not use that opportunity to put in Cade Mays and see what he can do and evaluate your young talent. It, uh, games like this where you're not playing for the playoff 
dude, this is the perfect time for those games. I'm a little more. I was more... saying last year when we were out of the playoffs that we needed to play Brady Christensen and see what we had in him. And we damn near never did that until it was too late. You know what so, the sad yeah, part about this better. is, though? The sad part about this is that um, Cade Mays is the only name on this team, really, we could have said that about. We should have been thinking Amari Barno. We should have been thinking Barno the whole time. What I'm saying about this, and we did see Barno in there for a minute, is isn't it sad that we don't have three or four names back queued up maybe on the defense? I mean, we had Brandon on, Smith before they put him on IR. Oh, is that what? Oh, he's on IR. Okay. I'm that pretty sure they put good. him on IR. That would have been great. Like, where are those names? All we can say about that, we can get upset about it, and Cade Mays is the only freaking guy. What Higgins? I mean, they kind of do. If you think about it, they've got pretty much all their backups in there. You have a, a pretty heavy rotation on the Hoskins. defensive line with Hoskins, uh, YGM, uh, Marquise Haynes, uh, Ionitis, like you, uh, Henry. Uh, Ionitis is a vet, today. though. Right. Ryan Nines was a free agent but, vet. But what, like, you want some young guys. Who is the exciting guy that we all like, like Cody, like Shaw Smith? I was going to say Shaw Smith. I mean, yeah, I mean, we have we have a, a host of, like, guys, but I think they're all pretty much getting opportunities somewhere. I think um, the biggest thing has been injuries. Like, if you look at our, 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 our uh, draft this past year, it was, uh, you know, we had... Uh, Matt Corral and he's gone uh, for injury purposes. And we had Brandon Smith. He's out for injury some, uh, purposes. Amari Barno was luckily in there. Did Chen um, play today? I hope uh, not. Jen did I play. didn't hear. He did. He did? Yeah. And we didn't hear his name yeah, one time. No, we did. He play, made a good play actually uh, on a third down stop. He was able to. Yeah, he had a big, no. he had like one big stop today. Did Luvu get the record? I don't know. Luvu, what I know he had one tackle for loss. I saw him make one tackle for loss. Did Luvu? He had to get three to tie I TD. I don't think he did. I don't, think I don't know. I was like, I wish we had more. But you're right. Is who are like we already had those in? I guess I had just kind of forgot about these names. Like Barno. The first time I thought about Barno in since July was today. I wish we yeah, would have had I mean, Brandon Smith in there today. That would have been fun to see something like that. The Carolina um, Panthers never get the most out of their rookies. Never. When you look at other teams that, like, you know, they'll draft players in the fifth or sixth round that come on to become a starter, like, that normally never happens for Carolina. Because whoever – we don't give – we depend on free agents, even if they've proven to be trash – we can go with their experience over the rookie that doesn't have as much. And to me, it's like that's a waste of evaluating the players on your football team. I just don't think we have enough exciting young players at this point, which is sad given the fact that we're one of the youngest teams in the NFL. Um, Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, today, big, big, big play. Right, yeah, very important play for this team. Quarter, and you know yeah. what? You guys want to say that Panera law win loss. I mean, I would say Terrace Marshall Jr. won this game for us today by making one big play that did this. My question about him, and it's not about him, as I don't understand why he's just not a bigger part of the game plan. Week in, week out. Like I feel like this is a guy, if I was scheming shit up. 
is that you got DJ Moore out there who's Mr. Consistent, can run around, can create disruption, can do some things. Terrace Marshall Jr. is a big possession receiver that also has a downfield threat. I don't know enough about these players to make comps crazily, but I think he could be the worst. Like his floor should be Brandon LaFell. His ceiling could be Masin Muhammad. Yeah. Okay. No, that's 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 some good comparisons. Wow. And by the way, it, when you mentioned Terrace Marshall Jr., that's another credit you have to give to Wilkes uh, for getting the most out of him. When Matt Rule fucking never would play that guy. Yeah, I just think I feel like Marshall's like lack of production has less about him, less to do about him, and more to do about a team that isn't interested to just figure out how to get the most out of somebody. Like, it's just like, Hey, we're going to, you can do this. You're going to do this. or You're not going to do it. But I feel like you're sitting there. Why would you, my son goes to this private school and they, um, they, they're small. They're so small. They don't even play 11 on 11 football. They play like seven on seven or something, but, they have this dude who is like 285 pounds who can run. Like he's fast. Yeah. Like he's a fast big boy. And they made him a running back. Wow. Against, yeah, it's so messed up. It's like wow. messed up. Like they just, like these poor kids, no one can tackle them. They all, I mean, he's a senior. He's so big and he can, he's moved. It's like trying to tackle who was a Mike, not Michael. Who do we have that everybody loved? Who was a smasher Tolbert. Yeah. yeah he's like a little Tolbert. Like he should probably be like an offensive lineman or a defensive tackle or some shit, but he can move in a league. That's kind of just built like, Hey man, just hand it to him. <laughs> yeah. You know, is, but imagine looking at that guy being like nah just sit over there you know like oh we don't we like is you can either run a, a a go route or you got to sit on the practice squad why didn't they make terrace marshall jr more and maybe that's just silly at this point because it's a failed thing but really i've like you're uh, maybe this is just su- supplementing what you were saying cody is terrace marshall jr just feels like a good ingredient over there as a chef you have a nice, fresh something to use in a dish, yeah. and you're like, nah, I'm just going to make the same dish I usually make, mac and cheese. Yeah, it's to me, it's lazy. It's bad talent evaluation. And remember, he was hurt at the start of the season, and they kept on saying, remember there was that weird Matt Rule interview where he was like, I don't know, he's just kind of, like Matt Rule kind of put it on better. He said he's got to practice better. Yeah. And, like, what the fuck does that mean? Are you not playing him or is he hurt? Again, it's just so his, his poor leadership. But um, th- this year, h- how about this? There are a few players this year that gave me hope for their future and what they can be long term. He's one of them. Absolutely. And then Brady Christensen is another one. Another thing, you know, th- with our final game of the year, we have to mention, looking back on this season, this is the first year – that Brady Christensen ever played in his life, okay? He never played at BYU, and he never played it the previous year in the NFL. I mean, other than a few snaps here and there. But this was his first year legit playing guard, and I think that he was really damn good. And Dallas didn't get it. Protection. 
Dallas didn't know, that's, get that's it. Pretty close, man. I'm sitting here yeah, watching. That's pretty short. close. They're short. It's close. Uh, and then right. the the final two people that I think that uh, took a big step forward this year, uh, I think Chuba Hubbard. I don't give a damn if you all want to fucking cry about it. Cry I'm about it. I don't give about a shit. Chuba Hubbard. A step, a step, a big step forward. You're saying you're saying a big step forward. I think he took a step forward where I <laughs> well seen now he's changing his team where he wants to where he's going to be able to play meaningful football for us at the running back position next year. He's going to be playing for us next year, and we're going to give him the rock. So I, I, I'm impressed with him. And then Terrace Marshall Jr., uh, that elite speed downfield. Yeah, you have, dude, he's fast, he's big, he's strong, and he's just absolutely what you want in a receiver. And he's the type of player. Greg, what's this going to do to the standings if the Cowboys lose? I real quick is actually I'm just watching the, Eagles... the Cowboys game. What's going on in the NFL? And we're gonna get out. We're almost done. There's no more calls, so we'll just make yeah. our tell of shame. But I think quickly. because the Eagles won and because the Vikings won, that it doesn't change anything. That whether they but the Eagles lose, won they, today. Well, they're uh, winning yeah. right now. They're not up 19-9 in the fourth. Who was the it was Dib? Is Manchu yeah. the quarterback? Please say yes. Or did no. they start hurts? Uh, uh, Jalen Hurts is active. Yeah. What's um, the score? Who, what's the score, and who are they playing? Give us a nice. rundown stat, Daddy, of what's going on in the NFL oh, I right now. I know that right now uh, Philly's up nineteen nine. I know that uh, Dallas is down six twenty three in the fourth. Yep. They just missed uh, the fourth down. The Chargers are up. No, the Chargers are losing to Denver, thirty one to twenty. Does that do anything to the standings, Cody, for your boys? That's a good oh, question. Good. Seattle. And uh, the Rams are tied. Uh, if Denver Ask beats the, the Chargers, Denver is winning right now. No, the, char- the Chargers are in the playoffs no matter what happens. I know. I know. I didn't ask so, if it gets them out or not. But does it change their standing? Like, is there uh, a – are they invested at all? I don't know enough about it. Uh, Seattle yeah. and the uh, Rams are tied. San Francisco is beating the dog shit out of Arizona 38 to 13. It's the Cliff Kingsbury fired game. And those are the games going on right now. They're, everything's locked up. Actually, I'm sitting here looking at it right now. Uh, Chiefs are number one in the AFC. Bills two, Bengals three, Jags four, Chargers five, Ravens six, Dolphins seven. The Chargers that, are in the AFC. That's what I'm saying, AFC. That's all locked up. NFC, uh, oh, okay. Eagles are one. If they win... Eagles are one, Vikings two, Niners three, Bucks four, Cowboys five, Giants six, and that's locked up. What happens if the Cowboys yeah. lose today? It doesn't matter. Nothing. They have a better record than the Giants, and they'll they'll, they'll, they'll still they'll stay in the number five. If they won and someone else lost, would it help? No, if they won and the Eagles lost, then they would take the number. Two, they would take the number one spot. Really? Because they beat because they beat the Vikings. But they don't move from a three to a two in the. No, so they can go – well, the only way you can get a two is yeah. if you win your division. One through four are the division winners. So they can either win the wild card or win the division. And if they win the division, they win the number one seed. Okay, so they're the so, best wild card. They're the best wild card. And there's card. three yeah, but, wild cards? Yeah, uh, in each division. Or each who's the third one card. in the oh, NFC? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I, well, I was wrong. No, I'm sorry. Seattle still has a chance to get in uh, as a number seven seed. They're fighting with the Lions and the Packers right now. And it's, I guess it depends on – I don't know what it depends on. At the line Who the is the third play. seed for third each seed one? Is, third seed is the Niners for the NFC and the Bengals for the AFC. But the the AFC is locked up. Like there, there's no more. How are the Niners available. that? 
What is their record? I feel like the Niners have been so good. Niners be twelve and four. They've won the well. Yeah, the Niners twelve and four, be, but the Vikings won. Got to be the first wild card then. If they're twelve and four, they're higher than the Giants and the. No, but the Niners won the division. Oh, okay. So, so they're not they're number three. Card. They won the division, but they're one game behind the Vikings. What are the, the three wild cards? Games. Tell me that. Excuse me. And can I just this tell y'all this though? The, the, Giants, wild, and, the wild yeah. card game that I'm looking forward to the most is one of the ones right off the bat. The Chargers are going to Jacksonville. So Justin Herbert and the Chargers versus Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. Yo, that's yo, y'all know that y'all tell know the, I'm looking forward to that game. So right tell now, me the three wild card teams for each. Okay, so in the AFC, it's locked in as the Chargers, the Ravens, and the Dolphins in that order. And in the NFC, it's locked in as the Cowboys. How are the Dolphins? The the Dolphins made it? Did they win today? today. Yeah, they won. Okay. So right now in the NFC, it's locked in as the Cowboys and the Giants, five and six. And it's either Seattle, the Lions, or the Packers at seven, depending Mm. on how the rest of today plays out. Say it again. Seattle, Seattle, the Lions, or the Packers, depending on how today and tomorrow plays out. Wow. So, but there's only one. Uh, any thoughts left. on that? Because Seattle, who do you think should be the? Who do you want to be the one? Lions. Really? Just the sto- because of the story. I don't want to. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers come back and and make the playoffs after his asshole. I feel like I must be evil. And, I must have evil in me. I want Aaron. I want the Packers to be it. I just don't uh, like Aaron Rodgers' moxie, man. Like I used to, but now it's coming off as like asshole. Like before, yeah. it came off as like cool guy. Now it's coming off as like you're you're a dickhead, <laughs> like you want the most money, whether you perform the best or not. They just came like, back from one in seven. Yeah, I know. Hey bro. guys, hold that thought. I've got to interrupt you. Breaking news: because Michael oh. Davis is the man, yeah, dude, with the thirty-five dollar love bomb. You know we love you, Michael. He says, guys, I really enjoyed watching this season with you all. Really good job at the podcast. Looking forward to the off season with my C3 family. Keep pounding. Let's he's been go, the patron Michael. saint. Um, he's a patron saint. Um, I'm Catholic, so we're big into saints and. Uh, <laughs> Dude, what, he made, what Cody he made would call superstition. Drive. Cody he made would call that charity drive for us, didn't he? Michael yeah. Davis came through big time. Had a lot he of makes it, man. The patron saint. Um, today yeah, is man. this is for you Protestant and atheist people or any other one. Today is a it's a saint veneration of it's a blessed house day. So they have these three saints and you have to you put chalk on your doorway. And oh, you yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, did it so today. We're, we're, we're putting chalk I'm on your doorway. I did today. I did. I'm a Catholic, and it's a Saint, and I can Saint Bartholomew. I'll I'll look it up too. And it's like you have to put this equation up there. But Mama, we're crazy Catholics. That's why I'm crazy Catholic. But you always call me superstitious. You call it superstition. I call it belief, baby. Religious. Yeah. yeah. Well done. done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what that is. That's exactly what it is. I love that. Uh, I love that. But, um, um, and yeah, also, dude. can we talk one moment? Not talk about it, but the Dolphins, as tomorrow comes about the Black Monday, as he, somebody said earlier, I think G was the one that mentioned yep. it. I even heard that the Dolphins guy was in Jeopardy. Dude, that's my number Which one. Which I think is fucked up. Yeah. 
I want him. I wish he was ah. our head coach. Me too. If, and if, I want to take Bowman. The young guy with the glasses, the hipster-looking guy. Yeah, the guy. The guy who uh, we always want we with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. No, but I like, like I mean, with that, um, is there any? And I don't think that that's going to happen. I would. How about this? Is what would yeah, be more far fetched is if the Bears coach got fired, or the Dolphins coach got fired. Dolphins coach. Mm. The I agree with him. It would be more surprising. Which they should. I mean, they did back into the play. What's their record again? Nine and eight. And they so started out five and zero. Oh. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't no, think they started off five and zero. Oh, did they? They were fucking killing they were it. Hot at the end of the season, I don't think they started off five and zero, oh, but I'm not sure. But either way, the, like that mm, nine and eight gets you in the playoffs. That's crazy. If they wouldn't yeah, have right. won today, would he have been on the hot seat? Yes, I think maybe that is a situation That's more than up. Steve Wilkes of a win or loss affects wow. your job in the future. All right. Um. Man, I'm out of stuff to talk about. I just want to hang out with you guys. So we should yeah. just do the towel of shame and let CK probably go into a, his family. People wanted us to do an extra long show. But no, no it's it not even time. the extra long show. This is a short show. And I, I mean, like, what else am I? I mean, it's the last post game show. I'm not going to hang out with you guys time. till Tuesday. Yeah. We went um, down three hours. That's close. Right, right. But uh, <laughs> deep. Okay, I'm just sad. Let me see the. No, <laughs> no, no all right. right. You're, you're no, right now, it's not even about the season. It's about this. Is that? Like, do you know how fun these shows are for all of us? Yeah, it's like and your we last didn't have thirty here. calls tonight. By the way, we only had like ten calls. This might have been, um, one of the least called shows of the whole season. I deleted yeah. at one point. And this is wild because when I first started this podcast, I was very, uh wary about starting a call voicemail because I didn't want to advertise calls and no one call. And that was like, I was like, guys, that's going to make this look so dumb when there's only eight people watching each week. You know what I'm saying? Like, is this is like, and I just figured out how to try to do it. And I deleted the, and I went into the voicemail. You know, I don't delete shit, Cody. Yeah, I, I, I gave Cody the Google Voice one time. And he looked at it. And he was like, "What am I supposed to do with this?" And I was like, "Do you not the, see he never deletes any of them." Like, not but do you not see them. bold versus pl- like bold and unbold? But I went yeah, through still, and deleted something it. like a hundred and forty-five calls from December. Dang. Think about that. And we skipped the post game show. And then I deleted this. Like, uh, <laughs> it's been wild about how, yeah. like, if you were, if you could just be in my seat when I was scared, I actually had people, pl- I planted calls. I had my friends, I forced my friends to call. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you have to call, bro. I need you to do this for me and made them call. And now, I'm deleting 145 calls in two and three weeks. Now you're week. now you're hoping that we don't get more calls at the end of a Tuesday show to prolong it and make <laughs> no, it go any further. I'm so sad. I don't want to end this show right now. I'm telling you, man. This post game, and you know what? This, and I'm gonna end my point with this. I'll let you guys take the reins today. I don't know if I really watch the game like I usually watch the game. And what I mean by that is 
I watched this game with kind of like a this is the end. Yeah. I don't care if it's a win or it's a loss. I wasn't hanging on everything. It was more about when it was over would be the sad part than a single play was the sad part. So this has been a a great season for us and a great, the yeah. post game show has been popping and I want to hang out with y'all forever. You know, awesome. also, uh, uh, so for the free for all kind of, kind of similar to how you were telling friends to call in. I have a Twitter chat with all the, all the normals that always come on the Friday free for all. Right. So exhausting. You know? Probably. And, <laughs> I bet you it's Dude, exhausting. I've got, I, I've got Anthony. I've got Pickle. I've got Drew. I've got White Chocolate. Dude, that chat is lit, right? But I started uh, posting a link uh, whenever we want to upload something on Streamyard. I made this little side room so that way we could upload like new bumpers that Greg made or whatever. And I've just been, you know, for the past. I don't even know, like two months now, we just go into the C3 man cave. We go into the C3 man cave, and I just share my YouTube TV, and we've been watching the fucking game every every Sunday, man. And it's just it's just for the for the diehard C3 fans, you know. So it's been fun. If you don't get a chance to go to a game, you know, I'm watching it with the homeboys every fucking. Every it's Sunday. better. I hate it to say is, it. is that do you feel it guilty really about that? I feel so guilty about this. Is I would rather sit in a room and watch this game with y'all on TV than I would go to it. I yeah, dude, it's I more beer cheaper. I don't got enough. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I feel so guilty about yeah. that shit. I feel so guilty. I'm like, oh, we can't go to the game. I gotta do a post game. It's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Dude, maybe next year we can do a few more in-person post games. If yeah, we, yeah. Maybe, All right, yeah, um, that would be cool too. Maybe, uh, we'll, uh, maybe we'll grow enough over the off season to where we can like get uh, C three season tickets. That would <laughs> yeah. be fucking. You know what? Is I was thinking about this. Is I do feel like we're probably hitting a point where we could argue for press passes. And you know what? They were told, they told, all right. So I applied one time. They gave this is like, all right. So here we'll end this and we're going to go to the tell of shame, unless you guys need to talk. But this is funny. So when I first started this podcast, I didn't start this as a podcast. Originally, this started as a podcast and a website. And Carolina Cat Chronicles.com was trying to, you know, it's like, uh, but then this is turned to be the better conversational medium for someone that doesn't. You know, like you have a million writers and things. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a different way. But, um, you know, Charlotte Vibe has press cred credentials and he's independent, yeah. right? And so there was a point where the media, first of all, like when the when you apply for press credentials, I'm guessing when you apply for it, it was the Charlotte Observer, it was the radio station. So think back 2010. 2009 10 11 12 before live broadcasting was a thing before podcast any of that was really normal um they called the something like charlotte vibe or my or ourselves as we were getting started they called it independent media right you're not part of a corporation and uh when i applied 
not applied. That's that makes it sound funny. Like there's an application. You just have to send an email to their media department. And the lady sent this was probably 2014, I think, or the beginning of 2015. She said, we don't give credentials to independent media right now. And I was like, well, I know Chris Jenkins got some, but he's been doing it longer than I. So, I mean, it's not like I was trying to make a big deal. I was like, all right. But uh, in 2014, I think, or 2015, this one kid that was, maybe it was 2016, this kid was writing for us, and I cannot remember his name off the top. He's cool as shit. He did not live around any, but he wrote a couple of articles for CarolinaCatChronicles.com, which are just opinion pieces, editorials. But he went to, and it was the year after or the same year that they said that they wouldn't give us credentials. And he just showed up at the press camp, like, not press camp, at training camp. And he said he wore a Panthers polo, like one that he bought, like, from the team store. So it just had the real logo. And he said, I'm here for C3 um, covering this. And they gave him press credentials. And he they let him out to the field. This was early. I swear this was 2014 or 2015. But what I'm trying to say is this, is we probably – could and theoretically could be included in that and dude i like you know you guys know because you've been to my house like i can go on my porch and spit on the stadium yeah <laughs> you know like you you need I'm to right be R. am telling if i was going to send one person to go to the post games i meant to the post to any press conference press i would conference. send you i would i, I would send you the best questions dude channel your inner who who would I tell you? Who would I tell you to channel? What in- uh, oh, oh, no, no. Oh, my inner Dave Newton. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, dude, See, we've doing- made up already. We've made up dude, already. Dude, me and Dave, we would be one hell of a duo, you know, just asking off the wall shit. <laughs> no. no, I mean, but at the same time, I don't know. Have you ever been? Uh, I went on this uh, stadium tour of the of Bank of America, and uh, if you go into the press conference, like they're, you're not allowed to have a motion. If you're in the press in the booth, like you have to be. I don't even know if I want to be in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to be like this. You got to be like poor, uh, poor David Newton's over there, like having the tweet misspell everybody's name and have no emotion. I don't know. I'd rather probably just sit here with y'all and watch the game. It's fun, dude. It's so fun. Uh, what do you say we do our final? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, our final towel of shame and of the 2022 season. Ain't that a shame? And it is. So we're going to get them towels. Towel of shame. Tony Dunn, lead us off. This is uh, the part of the show where we kind of just call out the worst play, worst person, whatever you guys want to throw the cold, wet towel of shame on. 
Um, and to be honest, I don't have a super guilty party in this one. Um, and I'm probably unprepared. Oh, I got it. This is gonna, this is gonna get us canceled. Oh boy! Cancel. Yeah, do don't do it. No, it's so just, bad. We're just got a fan base, dude. Don't cancel. I'm this. about to end it. Is there any irony? All right. So, what did we hear for the last week or whatever? Uh, it's Demar Hamlin, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. All we have heard is people tell shame people for not having enough empathy or care or whatever it is. We've heard the super camaraderie of the world that has locked <clears throat> arms together behind somebody's tra- a tragedy. It's a straight tragedy. Mm-hmm. And I do not want to diminish it at all. But then the one thing, though, that has been wild is the religious impulse by a lot of people who have had a giant like they religious shame people uh, for not caring enough maybe or something like this and like you have people praying on whatever and if you know what i'm saying like and i'm catholic i'm christian so i believe in what i believe in right but i ain't trying to anyway is there any irony and that DeMar Hamlin, as they, a kickoff return for a touchdown. Amazing. Too Wonderful. Old. Wild. Does anybody know what he tweeted? No. What did he say? Yesterday or? Uh, no. As they oh, returned the touchdown. Oh, no. O-M-F. O-M-F-G. <laughs> That's funny, dude. No, it's not. It is. It's not funny as everybody has religious locked arms and then you use the actual thing that you shame and believe in in vain. And I and I say curse words all the time, but is there any irony? It doesn't matter. We're all sinners, right? (laughs) Yes. Oh yeah, dude. I'm a is there no irony in you being a moment where you said give every all right? How about this? If I said if I scored a touchdown, give and then you came up to me with a microphone and I say I give it all up to God. Right? And then I walked off and stubbed my toe and said, G D. Is there no irony in that? Yeah, but are like you saying okay? That's you're, it. You're, That's you're my talent right. shame. My talent shame is using the Lord's name in vain while everybody has shamed everybody for not caring enough and then use their religious prayers and pr- prayers up and all of this. And I'm and I'm religious. I went to church this morning. I'm just not trying to shame you with my own religion. Uh, do you feel like it's sort of like uh, I've done this before? I did this recently. Um, talking to somebody and I now like in church. And uh, they'll say something that I agree with, and I'll be like, "Hell yeah!" I'm like in church, <laughs> saying, Hell "Right, yeah. <laughs> right." Is there? And, and look, as somebody said in the in the chat, he said he didn't see say it, but actually he did say GD no, he because said, he, he spelled it, it. like he, he literally it. spelled GD. So you're right. So you're even, um, what do you call abbreviating what you want me to say? I'm not upset. I say that crap all the time, bro. 
I am. What I'm just saying is there any irony? I mean, of course, but there, there's irony in every aspect of religion, isn't there? Okay. Can you say the same that's thing a, for that's my telling shame of yeah. a lot of irony when all I just really don't like people guilting, and he didn't do this. I'm not saying he guilted anybody, but for the last, and I didn't even see this today. Is uh, supposedly I saw a clip. I didn't even press play about like Strahan's message to Skip Bayless. As any, I haven't. And supposedly he said something on the phone, like, uh, like addressed it. I don't even care. What I'm saying is this, is I, the most guilt I feel in my life is about myself. And I don't need to shame none of y'all with all of this. And that's it's just the irony. The irony of people who will smash other motherfuckers all day long and then stub their toe and do the same thing. And I'm not saying he did that. But it just made me think about it. That's my talent. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my talent shame. Me off! I told you I'm a mess. What? I'm so mess today. It's the end. Uh, my talent shame is gonna be very short, very sweet, very simple. I'm not gonna put it on one single player in this game at the end of the year. I'm not doing it. I'm putting it on Rat Mule. That's right. That guy who brought this team in, down into the dumpster and 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 just really ruined this team in such a way that had us feeling so bad about the Panthers for so long. Dude, I'm so happy you're gone. Uh, if I never hear your name again, it'll be too soon. And uh, I hope Nebraska goes on to lose every game for the next four <laughs> years or, or the next seven years, however long it takes you to build a program, you don't tell the I shame. didn't I didn't uh hate Nebraska before this moment. Not this moment, but before Matt Rat You were rooting for them yeah. to fail. I'm not yeah. even eating corn anymore, man. What you talking about? Like, I know. Like you know what we're going all uh diet drinks. No corn cornstarch syrup, man. Only fake sugar, which I love, by the way. Whatever Splenda is, I love it. I drank Coke Zero all day. Anyway, who's next? Yeah, well, uh, I'll drop mine real quick. Uh, mine's going to go to, and I just want to say beforehand, I, I'm i a believer that sometimes the only way to settle things is with a good fight and fisticuffs. I believe sometimes that's the way to solve a problem. It's not always, and it shouldn't be the first one, but sometimes it is. But you definitely never try to punch somebody with a helmet on. Like, it's just it's stupid. Oh, we did not even like, talk like, about place. this. We today. didn't talk about it at all. I figured we would Tuesday. Uh, I might send up De- Deontay Foreman uh, and the guy who hit him first uh, for like, guys. Why, why should they have been kicked down? Oh, God. Yeah, they both should Really? Yeah, yeah. Zero tolerance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, zero tolerance. You Bro, we see punches. way more shit than that on the NFL. Uh, anytime there's like a that swing was... like that, dude. Anytime yeah. there's you a throw, swing, you throw a swing, you should be. I can't remember the last time I remember. I can't tell you the last time I saw someone get kicked out of a game. I think it I think happened today. It and they threw a swing, you know? I think it happened today on the Cowboys game, too. Really? Yeah. But, yeah, but I might sum wow. up, man. Just know, know where you're at. You know, this whole game when he's running, every time he gets stopped for a short run, he's, like, beating himself up. Like, he's got a goal for the day he's trying to accomplish. And then the first time somebody starts talking trash to you, and granted, the guy hit him first, but why swing back? The guys were in a helmet. Like he did I, I shove him I, first. Foreman did so. There must what well, I would expect is something happened in the scrum mm-hmm. 
and Foreman was upset. But Foreman did do this little chest shove. And then what was what's his name? He was the first round Davenport. Him. Davenport, yeah. yeah. Slapped him, mm-hmm. which he got the foul. If Deontay would have held back, yeah. that would have been a personal high. foul. Mm-hmm. I still would not have expected them to kick him out. I was surprised by that. Well, well you could actually see with the refs too. The first flag came in when the first it was right beside him. The ref and, was and like then, yeah, and the second ref didn't throw a flag till he saw Foreman throw a fist or a hand, whatever. And that was when the second flag came in. Yeah, Foreman wouldn't have been penalized at all if he didn't throw that second hand. He didn't see – yeah, the ref didn't see the first little – but he saw this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really surprised they got kicked out of the game. Yeah. Uh, Tal shame to Deontay Foreman. Uh, CK, what you got? I'm going to give a Tal shame to good old Dennis Allen – Dennis Allen came in here. Not only did we screw them by not winning last week, we came in here and beat them this week, which meant it was going to be irrelevant anyway. They had one drive that they were able to score a touchdown, and we somehow still won when we had no offensive weapons scoring a touchdown. Like, it was literally a fumble recovery that was our, our lone touchdown. Our only other point was because they missed a field goal which gave us a short field and allowed us to get a a field goal within uh, a few minutes of the uh final uh buzzer if you will so i say ice up to dennis allen uh he's a first year head coach um everybody's talking about um sean payton going somewhere else i don't know if he's not every he might go back to the saints at this point who knows the seahawks just won did they also oh, they're going to this uh, they going to the playoffs now officially or and um it looked like Sean McVay just walked straight to the press box. <laughs> he looks so all right, maybe they maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. But yeah, um the Seahawks won. Uh we'll have to wait for Greg to get back for that really to truly tell me if they made it to the playoffs. Uh so those are the towel of shame. Cody, we ready for the dab on them. I just like doing it, man. Dab on them folks. Dab on them folks. And that, and that. Dab on them folks. They might see me. Tell me what to do. Dab on them folks. I am going first. I am going to dab on. Nah. Should I do it? Should I just be the biggest dick to end the podcast? Do it. I'm dabbing on Chuba Hubbard for being the most average-ass running back that Cody could ever consider dabbing. I'm taking him off the table. There's no way Chuba Hubbard today did enough to get dabbed on twice. So dab on them, Chuba Hubbard, for having your third best game of your career. Dab on him from saving me from having to hear Cody Lashney dab on him. I've taken him off the table he's been dabbed on cody you can't have him i felt like i just dabbed on this podcast bro no, no, that was no, definitely no, a win. no that's yeah. fine you need to dab on chuba because you need to put some respect on that man's name so good on you tony i applaud you i am going to dab on sammy dimes baby and let me tell you why I know that the game was not great today, 
But if we were all going to imagine what Sam would do down the stretch for the Carolina Panthers while we were pushing to make the playoffs, we all thought he would crumble as soon as he had the opportunity to do so, and he did not. Not only did he not, but he showed improvement in so many areas that we have been saying he needed to improve upon. Taking care of the football, going through his progressions, and other than today, not throwing in the double coverage. And, and, you know, I kind of blame that on the Michael Jordan PTSD that happened to him in the middle of the game. But anyway, I digress. The reason why I feel like it's important to dab on Sam Darnold is because on uh, on and, and just, you know, going forward this year, you know, everybody's going to shit on Sam and tell you what kind of quarterback he is and, and tell you that he's used good and, and oh, he's this and that. Dude, Sam played way better than we thought that he was going to. This is not an endorsement of him in the future, down the road, whatever. He did a damn good job and kept us in contention when it mattered the most, when Panther fans have not had a meaningful month of December in years. Sam was a big part of that. Got to put some respect on his name. Dab on that, folks. Uh, I'm going to go in kind of the same manner. I'm going to dab on um, Steve Wilkes for the season that he had this year. I think that uh, whether you believe he should be the coach or not next year, I believe that what he was given and what he did was an amazing thing. Uh, I still believe that he did enough to get the job. I don't think that he will, however, uh, but I got to give him credit for taking this team from where they were at to where we ended in the end. We didn't get the final goal of making the playoffs with the NFC South, which we had the possibility for. But he gave it a pretty good fight, and he showed more inspiration in this team than I've seen in years. I was more interested in football after he became the coach than I have been in years. And for him, I, for that, I thank him, and I dab on him for that. You know, good season, Steve Wilkes, for what you had. Go, Steve. I'm going By the way, to... super fast, Karen yeah. Toy, $5. Oh, nice. She says, money. Keep pounding. Love you, Karen. Appreciate we almost uh, should make CK count. Or when people do the gifts, when they gift the super fan, like just listen to his voice and just make him count, like count one gift, two. We usually read their names off. One right? gift, two, such and such. <laughs> Three <laughs> gifts. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's like a kid's book. All right. Um, so I'm going to dab on Panthers fans. And um, I know we're not Ooh, all on this one. boat. But I'm dabbing on Panthers fans because I think this is the first time that I can remember in a while in a lost season where the majority of people in our chat, um, on social media that we know, were actually hoping that we win. They were they were torn. They were obviously looking at the negatives and the po- like and the positives and all that stuff. But for the most part, I feel like the majority of people were rooting for the Panthers to win today, regardless of what that meant from the draft app, you know, implications. And um, I applaud you. If you're one of those fans that was rooting for this team to be a success, you know, to win this game, um, I applaud you. Um, The difference between six and nine, whereas you might feel like it's a big difference, it's not. Um, And so for those who were upset that we won this game, we're still drafting at nine. We're still in a top 10 draft position. Um, And so you can be happy that the Panthers won today. I wish it was more convincing, but you can be happy. 
And so for those fans that are, and that we're rooting for the Panthers to win this year, that we're rooting the entire year for us to be able to pull something out of our hats, I, I, I dab on you guys. That was the best dab of them all. That was really good. It was really good. Just like this uh, super chat right here. Dude, from Matt MJ. I love this one. With the $10 love bomb. He says, thank you for a great season. While the Panthers need a new coaching staff, the C3 podcast has a Super Bowl caliber coach in Tony Dunn, OC and Cody Lashney, DC and CK, and special team coach in the Bat Daddy Boy Toy. Hey, that's a real listener go. right there like, with the bat daddy boy toy that's what's that, up that's that that's what's up man oh my goodness gracious i also got that made me feel good yeah i do we also have to dab on dc3 fans man we have met we have met and gotten to know so many cool people that I feel like I know I'm going to consider friends for a long time. Dude, you guys are better friends for me than people have. And I've met you guys. Right. But like, (laughs) I have more friends in this chat room that I care about than people have physically met. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, Hey man, C3, C3 Panther nation grown exponentially. We love you guys, man. Uh, and I think I speak for all of us when, you know, I don't even want to think about Panther football without thinking about the C3 Panthers podcast in conjunction with Panther football, man. The post-game show, the Tuesday show, the Friday free-for-all. Dude, you guys make it cool. You guys are the reason why we do it, man. So shout out to the C3 Army. Yeah, it's been incredible. And, in I mean, I know while we feel like there's a conclusion coming at this moment, I don't feel like there's a conclusion because I know we're going to be here on Tuesday. I know we'll be here on Friday. I know that the content is going to be revving up. I'm incredibly excited. We usually, the way I've thought about the seasons of the C3 Panthers podcast is the way I mark them is they begin the week after the Super Bowl. Right. It's like, uh, so once we get to the Super Bowl, whatever Tuesday is after the Super Bowl, I mark as the first episode of that year. It's like a new season. So we still have a few more, but we're going to follow the playoffs. We're going to follow the developments of like these coaches coming out. And then we're going to get to the draft and the combine. So the draft, the combine, the draft, all of that's part of season. This will be. It's hard to market. I started this in October, September, October of 2013. Somewhere in like that range. So I feel like we are, I don't know if we have to get to September for it to be our 10th year or this, we just conclude our 10th year. Either way, I'm ready to walk into this season. New coach, new circumstances, great draft, great opportunity, but the same wonderful people beside me as we watch and uh, hang out with this. So my name is Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by Carolina cat chronicles.com. You can follow us on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Tuesday nights is our flagship ship where we hit up uh, the latest Panthers news and opinions live 9 PM. We'll go around the horn. If you have anything you need to say, do your act at outros and let's get the heck on. 
out of here. And maybe are there any more games tonight? Or are they done? Uh, Detroit Green Bay is in about uh, an hour. Oh, nice. that's, that's nice. the one that's going to decide football. if Green, yeah, Bay, yeah, yeah. Green Bay's in if they win. So, um, yeah. so you and, guys uh, do your outros and help me out, and let's go. The final, uh, the final super chat of the Chocolate Espresso says, "Now everyone, go watch RRR on what Netflix. the hell is that? I watched the glass it. I loved yes. it. It was I fun. It was Dude. fun. What's RRR? I have no idea it's what it is. Movie. Dude, yeah, it's, it's a bo- it's a movie from India." And it might be the greatest fucking thing ever made. I Ooh. didn't even oh, well, why you brought this up. Like I got three one and a half hours, though. It's like three and a half oh, hours. God. Yeah, it's anybody who's seen the kaleidoscope shit? I haven't watched it yet, no, but I heard good things about it. I just have one question. I only watched part of one, like the first episode, but it starts out and it says they're trying to make a different user experience for Netflix. So if you watch it and I watch it, what they said is that we might start on different episodes. Right. And I'm just yeah, interested to see uh, is I started out on the green. So I just want to know. And I've, that, I've only watched on one. Netflix? Yeah. It's, it's called Kaleidoscope. Show. Yeah. And it's got the dude from Breaking Bad from uh, Better Call Saul. The the guy that was the Mr. Chicken, the chicken dude. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know what you mean. I, so I just am interested. Yet. I was like, did they just say that? And everybody starts on green. I want to know. Anyway. You guys, I'm going to watch RR because I love the glass onion and I love my son that I don't claim. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's 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 a that great movie. Good. But um, yeah, man, uh, Karen Choi was in here earlier. I think she still is in here. She asked if we're going to be doing this of the year. We don't take no days off, man. We don't None. get tired. We are year round. Uh, we are definitely going to be back. And uh, hey, man, every Friday at 7 p.m. for the Friday free for all, where you can be a part of the show. It's the show for Panther fans. By Panther fans, join the show via StreamYard, just like we are now. And uh, yeah, it's it's a good time. And um, you know, we'll be doing getting into the draft content. Uh, I know a lot of people have been clamoring for that. We're gonna start looking at prospects, and uh, it ought to be a good time. It ought to be a good time. All right. Who's next? Oh, on Twitter, find me at Cody Light at Cody Light, <laughs> and that's it. Uh, Greg looked looks like he's on the phone, so I'll go ahead and go. Um, so you can find me at Codizzle Allen on uh, Twitter, the, the the pretty much everywhere. Um, and uh, and I guess just here on Tuesday nights now, maybe occasionally a Friday free for all. We got to find something else to do these uh, for these weeks uh, in the off season. But um, we're gonna try to start working out some stuff. There might be uh, a, you know, some uh, appearances at. Uh, at training camp this off season or something. We'll see. We'll see what can we can go on. But yeah, you find me uh you know all those uh all those places. John Rules mad I called him the chicken dude. Sorry, <laughs> I cut off guard. Wait, wait a minute, it's like the bad guy of everybody. Yeah. The guy that paid Walter uh, White. Walter White's boss. Sorry, my name Gus Gus Frank. Frank. Yeah, and someone that's, that's, did call him the chicken dude John, by the way the guy John that Carlo. killed his gay boyfriend do you remember who started the whole war that crazy ass mexican cartel dude did call him the chicken man when they came and brought him all that money the first time they met him mm. so yeah. i'm on that yeah. nah, all right cool. uh greg, greg, greg. 
Uh, you can find me at the Bat Daddy Fifty Two on Twitter is my personal handle. Check out my other show. It's uh, Geeks Chasing Squirrels Across the Multiverse. We go live at nine PM Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. Where we're talking about all the best books and comics and movies and television shows that are out there. So I think actually this maybe we're next month in probably February. We're gonna try a new thing where I'm going to watch. I'm going to pick a network and watch whatever <laughs> it suggests for me to watch. That's for awesome. Whole, whole I like month. this. So whatever this network suggests that I watch next, that's what's going to be played. Give so me an example of what the network, you mean like what kind like of anything, network? You, know, like, you go to networks and it's like, well, if you watch this, you might like this. And it tells you something to play next. Networks or Netflix? Networks like Netflix. Different networks, yeah. Amazon Netflix, Prime, Hulu, yeah. HBO, Max, okay, Hulu, so you count them as networks. Like, you don't mean like A&E or something. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, I love this. I love this. I'm yeah. I'm in. All right, that's the yeah. C3 Panthers post-game show. Uh, get, let's get the heck out of here. Or I'll keep you up forever. That's what she Panther said. Nation, for the last time of the 2022 season, you know what we got to say, baby. Keep pounding. Keep pounding.